Each card you fill up, you're entered in to win $200 cash the second Friday each month. Each card you fill up gets you another entry. It's that easy with Prairie State Gaming in the First Avenue Lounge. Don't forget about their $100 cash drawing at 4 o'clock each Sunday. Must be present to win at First Avenue Lounge in Monmouth. Concrete work? No problem for Leary's Construction. Leary's Construction at South Main and 11th in Monmouth does all the concrete flat work you'll ever need. Sidewalks, patios, driveways, building slabs. If you tell Leary's you have a job that needs done, it'll be professionally done. With 20 years experience, Leary's Construction has proven to be Monmouth's and the surrounding area's premier concrete pourer. It's never too cold to get that free estimate. Call Leary's Construction today for your concrete flat work. 309-368-1690. Hi, this is Josh Oaks with Stone Seed Company in West Central Illinois, and our agronomic service team for Stone Seed focuses on developing systems that improve the profitability of our customers. We offer Smart Stacks brand blends for our corn farm and ExtendFlex products for our soybeans. Call me at 309-371-6004 and learn more about how we can help you make choices that move you toward your goals. Stone Seed, we live here, we farm here, we know Illinois. It's Josh Oaks from Stone Seed Company, and it's now time for a local sports presentation on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Stone Seed, proudly supporting our local teams. Good afternoon, West Central Heat Football. For joining myself, Casey, great Casey Grant, alongside my co-host Ron Grant in a Vic Roy's Furniture Broadcast booth. This is the Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kellogg Printing Company has been on the public square in Monmouth, Illinois since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Welcome to week two of the IHSA eight-man playoff football with the West Central Heater facing off at home with the Milledgeville Missiles. Missiles or missiles? I had that thought before, Dad. I'm not sure. I don't know. What, let's be consistent. Are we going to say missiles or missiles? I, I heard uh, in the coach's interview they said missiles. All right. Let's go so with that. The missiles finished the season ranked seventh with a final record of 6-3. and three. They're 7-3 and three now, of course, after winning their playoff game last week. They were able to defeat number 10 Southeastern West Prairie and look to continue that streak today. They come in averaging around 51 points per game with 150 yards passing per game, which might prove difficult in today's windy affair. West Central has averaged 63 points per game, with most of that on the ground from Caden Drossi, who is sitting at 252 yards per game this year. Yeah, the weather could play a really important role today. It's a little chilly, but the wind is what's going to make a difference today, especially for Milledgeville. 25-mile-per-hour winds with gusts up to 30 or more will affect any passing game. So it will be interesting to see how they adapt their strategy to that. West Central was able to defeat Milledgeville in the regular season this year, uh, back in Week Seven, 64 to 36, and they'll hope for a repeat of that day of that today. But uh, this is playoff football, though. You never know. You can't base it on what's happened in the past. You got to come ready to play. Everybody's got the same record now. Both these teams are one and zero, right? And that's how this works. Uh, just a reminder: today's game is also brought to you by the Belted Cow Orchard. Tomorrow morning when you get up, head to the Belted Cow for some delicious donuts and coffee. The Belted Cow has gift items, lotus drinks, and Bilingo beef. It's more than just an orchard. It's the Belted Cow Orchard, 1821 East Highway 164 between Monmouth and Oquaka. Proud supporters of the West Central Heat. We're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be back with a pregame interview with, head, with Heat head coach 
Jason Kirby, coaches Kirby's coach. Man, I cannot speak this afternoon. No. Coach Kirby's interview is brought to you by Flat Tire Service. Nobody wants a flat tire, but they do happen. And when it does happen, Flat Tire Service in Stronghurst is the place to go. Flats will get you your tire repaired, getting you back on the road. Flats can also get you new tires if needed. Roll them over heat from Flat Tire Service, 200 West Main in Stronghurst. You're listening to West Central Heat Football on Sunny 97.7 WMOI. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Sunny 97.7 WMOI and RadioMammoth.com. It's time for the pregame coach's interview. Joining me, I've got West Central Heat head coach, Mr. Jason Kirby. Coach, congratulations on your first round win over South Beloit, 72 to 16. Congratulations, my man. Moving on. Yep. Moving on, moving forward. That's what uh, you hope to do in the playoffs, and we're excited about that. You uh, got off to another good start, 64 points in the first half. And, uh, of course, with, with uh, fewer and fewer teams around our area still alive, focus goes more on our, on our local teams that are, that are still alive in the playoffs. And I had so many questions this week. They were like, 64 points in the first half. I said, it's not the first time they've done it, folks. It's not the first time they've done it. They've done it a couple times this year. Just another great start, man. Yeah, we were really excited. Uh, the, the kid showed me a pretty cool stat this week. We scored 40 points in the first half of every game. Um, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I, I had no idea. Uh, you know, I, I knew that we'd gotten out to fast starts on people, but when you start putting numbers up like that, that's pretty special. But uh, we've got a wonderful team full of a, a bunch of great young men, and, and uh, they're ready to play on, on uh, playoff weekends, that's for sure. I, I know it seems it seems monotonous, maybe for the folks that maybe are just tuning in to see what's going on with the Heat uh, as the playoffs go along. About uh, talking about the uh, just the the uh, impressive, just impressive, amazing stats you guys have been putting up, and and let's go through them again. These are these are uh, uh, yardage totals and touchdowns fourth for the Heat last week. Caden Drosty running back, ten carries, three hundred and fifty three yards. Seven of those 10 carries he took to the house. Five of those in the first quarter. Parker Meldrum, three carries for 78 yards and a score. And quarterback Mason Carnes, seven carries, 113 yards and a touchdown. Just uh, impressive numbers again. And Gage Stimson, two for two, 63 yards passing. Wow. Uh, is that the future? You guys going to throw the football 50 times a game once Gage gets up in there? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, – the athleticism that Gage possesses and, and him getting uh, his shot in there. But uh, let's wait a few more weeks before we get to that point. <laughs> Is it, if, if for some reason you need some passing, you just going to throw Gage in there and tell him to chuck it around a little bit? Um, <laughs> let's just go with what we're doing. <laughs> I like it. And it seems to be working uh, very, very well. Uh, we'll we'll start on the offensive side. Uh, just talk about those those three skill players and, and the focus they had coming in because five of the five of Caden's touchdowns were in the first quarter alone. That's focus. That's getting the job done uh, across the line uh, and, and backs finding their holes. That's just focus, man. From the opening from the opening kickoff. Yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, I'm pretty sure Caden scored on the first two plays of the game. Uh, I know the first play we ran speedo and he scored, yeah, and then the second play we ran uh, triple and he scored on that on pitch as well. So, uh, yeah, we I think we threw on the third play, which has got to be a record for me <laughs> on throwing on the third play of the game. But uh, we uh, those three guys are, are a three-headed monster for us for sure. Um, it, it's interesting to see how people um, uh, attempt to defend us and in, in what they're doing. Uh, and as soon as, you know, it's, it's fun to listen to our kids because they'll tell me 
you know, hey, this guy's got pitch, this guy's got quarterback, this guy's got fullback, and uh, we adjust things accordingly. But uh, our kids understand our system well enough that uh, our kids are able to make those adjustments, and uh, I suppose that's what really makes us go when uh, your kids understand what you're doing that well that uh, they can make adjustments on the fly. That's pretty salty. And and get and believe me, those are three uber talented running backs as far as skill skill wise. But those guys up front, man, let's talk about them again for the folks maybe just tuning in. Let's let's drop some names. Those guys up front: uh, Zach Smith, Blake Cole, Nick Woods, uh, Hunter Schrader, and uh, um, Isaiah Stepson. Uh, those those are the five guys that put their hand in the ground for us, and they've been awesome all year. Um, really, really good. Um, understand different fronts. Uh, how our blocking adjusts. It's a blast. Uh, you know, yesterday was our, our uh, walkthrough day in terms of install. And to listen to them, okay, this is where they're lining up, so I should be doing this, um, as opposed to when they get in this, this is what we do. And, you know, just to let them understand what we're doing is, is awesome. Casey and Ron had a a blast bringing the ball game. It's the first eight man team or eight man game that they've watched. We've I've done a couple there at West Central, and I knew they were going to enjoy it. So I was texting Casey and Ron during the game during, during the game I was broadcast. So I was like, "How's things going over there?" They're like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, Casey said, "My dad Ron, who's who's a really good stat guy, he said he's having a heck of a time keeping up with stats for this ball game today. It's video game like is what they said. It's like watching a video game out here." Yeah, I hope that continues, buddy. I yes. really do. Um, I know that uh, we're playing a team that we've already beat, but they're a really good team, and uh, I hope that we execute as we have all year and uh, and continue to move forward. Before we 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 talk about the Milledgeville Missiles, we'll, I want to talk about the defense too, holding holding South Beloit to 16 points. Uh, just some of the numbers over the, on that side of the football is amazing too. Parker Meldrum, who we just talked about playing offense, 17 tackles for Parker Meldrum. Um, 10 tackles for Caden Drosty. So it's not like these guys are running touchdowns and going to get a drink of water. They're going right back out on the field. What, how, how tough is that balancing you know, workload for a coach uh, with, with the talent you guys have? How, how's it tough to balance the workload? Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, Caden, Mason, and Parker, uh, we, knew, we knew coming into the season their conditioning level. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate that we've had quite a few games where they don't get to play in the second half. So we've kept them fresh in terms of that. But we've been pretty confident um, that we've got them in good enough physical condition that they're going to be able to play both ways. Isaiah plays both ways as well most of the time. Um, What we try to do, though, uh, as much as we can, is get those five guys that uh, put their hand in the ground to come off. And uh, they only play one way. And that that seems to make a difference. I, I know Coach Unruh likes to say that the end of the first quarter and the, the first half of the second quarter is the telling point because the people that we're playing against really seem to, to uh, feel the pressure of, uh, of our no huddle and our tempo. And uh, I, I think that, you know, that shows the conditioning level and the athleticism of Parker and, and uh, Caden and um, Mason simply because uh, they're not affected by that. You know, they get out there on defense and they're good to go. And, and uh, they, they haven't had an issue with that all year. And, and it's fun to hear them on, on Mondays and Tuesdays talk about how many guys are going both ways for the other team uh, <laughs> and how we're going to try and take advantage of that. So, you know, they, those guys are, are tremendous players for us, uh, um, as good of players as anyone else has in Illinois, and, uh, and they show it every time we play. 
Milledgeville Missiles, 7-3. Uh, you beat them 64-36. to A little bit later in the season, so it wasn't that long ago. October 8th, uh, I think, is when, when you took on the Milledgeville Missiles. So not a, not a really long time ago. Things have changed, I'm sure, between the two since then. Uh, what kind of problems do the Milledgeville Missiles present you? Uh, the first problem is their quarterback. Um, he's a, a great player. He's an all-state player. Um, throws the ball very, very well. <clears throat> Runs the ball very, very well. He's a rugged kid, uh, very elusive at the same time. Um, he's about the si- same size as Mason, to be perfectly honest, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, but uh, he's a very, very good player. <clears throat> um, I-, I wasn't surprised when he took his helmet off that he's a redheaded kid because he plays like a redheaded kid. <laughs> um, he, uh, they have a couple wide receivers, number 14 and number 11. Uh, number 14 gave us some trouble last time. I think that we, uh, we have to figure out a... a a pattern in, in what they're doing to maybe uh, help ourselves with him. Uh, but uh, I think our kids are excited about what our defensive game plan is. And then 11 is a new a new entry for him. He's been injured all year. He was an All-Stater last year, and I think he's just getting his feet under him. So he's a great player as well. Uh, they've got a good running back. I think he's ran for close to 1,000 yards this year. So they're very dynamic. They score a lot of points. Um, we, when we went up there, we played very, very well and uh, and got out of there with a win. Um but, you know, I, I just I hate to look at that score and to uh, to think something like that's going to happen again. Our kids know that this is going to be a fresh game and, and they're going to improve uh, from what we faced uh, when we saw them week seven. And uh, our kids need to improve as well. And if, uh, you know, I, I suppose if if we secure the football, and I know it's boring to hear and I apologize, but if we secure the football, don't turn it over and are physical up front, then uh, – our chances to win are pretty good. Uh, Caden had a nice night against uh, against Millersville. Thirty rushing attempts, though. I I don't think he probably had thirty against anybody else this year, has he? No, that's correct. And uh, you're right. He 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 towed the rock that day. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he thirty carries for four hundred. Yeah, I got yeah three seventy four is what I what I saw with five scores. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's fresh. He's ready to go. I'm sure he'd carry it fifty times if he had to. Yeah, all of them would. <laughs> They're awesome kids, man. Uh, I am truly fortunate to get to to get to coach this team, and and like I tell them every every time before we go out on the field, man, I can't imagine what it would be like to step out on the field and and to be as as dominant a group as what they are, and how much fun that must be because it's a blast for us as coaches to get to go to practice and to see them improve every day. But man, when they're out there on on uh, game night, wow. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Believe me, it's fun to watch uh, from from the bleachers and the press box for sure. Keep this thing rolling, Coach. All right, buddy. That was West Central Heat head coach Jason Kirby on our pregame coaches interview. We'll have more of the pregame show kick off just around the corner. Eight man football quarterfinals here on Sunny ninety seven point seven WMOI West Central and Milledgeville. We'll be back. Welcome back to West Central Heat Football. That was our pregame interview with Heat head coach Jason Kirby and Sean Temple. Brought to you by Flats Fire Service. We are at week two of the eight-man IHSA football playoffs. West Central Heat facing the Milledgeville Missiles, and they're getting ready to do starting lineups here. This national anthem was just played. It is a windy, would be an understatement day. Uh, it is uh, probably consistent, continuous winds at anywhere from 20 to 25 mile an hour. Yeah, and they're expecting gusts of over 30 at times. So, uh, fortunately, West Central they don't depend too much on passing. They depend on Drosty uh, running the ball. 
Uh, he's averaging. He's got over 2,500 yards in the year so far, and uh, just just an incredible year for him. Uh, but Milledgeville, they seem to uh, they seem to rely a little bit more on the passing with 150 yards through the air each game. Uh, their quarterback is Connor Knight. He also is their leading rusher at 91 yards per game on the ground. Um, but they will. I'm, I'll be curious to see that if we see a lot of passing out of them today. If they try and do some short ones, or if they pass when they're with the wind and not when they're. I'm just. I'm pretty curious to see what they decide to do. Yeah, I saw the coin flip, and uh, Millersville, I think, won the coin toss, and they deferred to the second half. So West Central received the ball, and uh, West Central is defending the South Pole, so they're going to have the wind at their back in the first quarter. So Millersville is going to be starting the game against the wind, which is not good for the passing game. Sometimes you can throw downwind a lot easier, but uh, that wind's going to affect that ball a lot today. So but you can also seem deferred just because they want to be able to choose a direction. Right, right. They're going to have the wind at their back in the fourth quarter and the second quarter if they, if, if they need it. And, yeah. you know, for West Central, obviously they hope that they have a big lead by then and it really won't matter. But you, you never know. It's playoff football. Also, if you're Millageville, you could hope that if uh, Drosty's running into the wind, that might set it, slow him down a touch. That's that's true. I mean, he's going to be running with the wind today. I mean, isn't that a weird saying for football? Running with the wind. He's going to be there. What, Dad? You got to. We're getting ready to do our opening kickoff here in just a minute. You got a key to the game uh, that you want to throw out there for us, real quick? You know, I think uh, uh, West Central is going to have to defend the pass because I don't think they're going to go away from their their play scheme, and they definitely throw the ball more than they run it, uh, and equally as well. So. Uh, Avoid turnovers themselves, force some. The ground's going to be a little bit slick, I think. There's some white jerseys out there on Milledgeville. They already look pretty muddy in some <laughs> yeah. of them anyway. So, um, you know, the field conditions are going to play a part in this. So just whoever can handle that the best and forget about the wind and is probably going to come out on top. All right, those are your keys to the game. Sponsored by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank investing you member FDIC. To get ready for this, they're going straight to the kickoff, which all kickoffs are brought to you by Farm King. And uh, immediately right off the bat, they're just going to go straight to having them hold the ball on the tee. And here's your opening kickoff. The lake swings through. It's going to be a line drive kick to the right sideline, and it just goes straight out of bounds. And 31-yard line. So they're going to start with the ball. West Central is. And uh, no chance to return the opening kickoff there. We're going to straight into the West Central offense. Last week... Uh, they scored on the very first two possessions on the first play of each of those possessions, and it was Drosty both times. He had uh, two touchdown runs. <laughs> he was with two carries for two touchdowns for like 150-some yards. Yeah. The first two times he touched the ball were touchdowns. So um, for what Central's sake, they want to do it again. But yep. I first, don't know. first and ten for from the 38 from their own 38, for the uh, West Central Heat. You see Drossi and Meldrum in the backfield here. This like normal. Mason Carnes under center, and they get a jump already. Encroachment on the defense. We saw uh, West Central do this last week a few times where they do a little hard count, and uh, they got a little anxious there. The defense did for the Millsville Missiles. I believe it was number 50, uh, Caden Ackers, or acres for the missiles that jumped there. So now second or first and five now for the West Central Heat from their own forty two. There's a snap up the middle to Meldrum. And he escaped one guy kinda of slipped and lost his footing when he started. He got out past the forty five. Uh, not enough for the first down, but it's gonna be second and two for 
the heat. So already slower than last week, which would have been pretty easy to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> they didn't give it to Dosti, though, on that pitch to the right side. Yeah. So they stepped up the middle. I imagine this field's going to be a little slick today. Uh, just from the rain that we've had this week and the colder weather, rain this morning. Uh, so we'll see. That could affect some footing, obviously. There's the snap. Another one to Meldrum up the middle. And he's depending. Oh, that ball came out. Nope, the referee's going to say he's down. Yeah. Boy, a Millersville guy ended up with the ball at the end of that. And they weren't very friendly with the spot. It's going to be third and inches. Third and inches for the Heat now. Third and inches. So their first play, they're already getting the... Uh, a third down here, which is what they could say last week. Try to draw the offside there again, and Millsville sat for that one, didn't fall for it. Keeper there for Carnes. Gets outside a touch and gets 20 for the first down, probably about a four- or five-yard game there, and it's going to be the first first down of the game for the West Central Heat. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, and I know that was short. It was first and five, but I'm surprised we haven't seen Rocky carry the ball yet. Yeah, third and inches. I mean, yeah, you just want to get it. So, Carnes the big kid. He's going to there in trouble stopping him in those city well, areas. They're packing the middle of the box. There. Here comes Drossy, then through the, over the right tackle side there, and he gets about four yards or so on that. Still hasn't tried to go outside. It's like they're saving it. Yeah. I mean, if you're Milledgeville, are, are you just sitting there with like a jack-in-the-box and just keep rolling and you're waiting for it to pop like yeah, when, when's the time you send them outside? You haven't done it yet. No, but there's no receivers outside anywhere, so, I mean, it's all packed in the middle. Second and seven for the Heat. Back to, oh, Meldrum keeps it. I'm sorry, Mark Carnes keeps it. Good run. Good hard he run. He faked the handoff to the fullback, Meldrum up the middle, and then acted like it was an option, but kept it, and he kept going and got some positive yards, got enough for the first down. It's another first down for the West Central Heat. They're going to be first and ten. Now on the Milledgeville 36-yard uh, line. Yeah, he's broke a lot. Both times he carried the ball, he broke a tackle or two just to get to where he did. First and ten now for the Heat. 36 yards to pay dirt. This time they give it to Meldrum, and he's yanked down there. Good tackle by number 54 for the missiles. Dalton Adamick. Sorry, Adamick. And he gets about two on that. It's going to be second and eight for the Heat after another Meldrum run. We've only seen Drossy run it once, and it hasn't been outside yet. Maybe the Heat trying to establish a little smash-mouth football here. Everybody's packed in the box. Here comes Drossy now to the left, and he trips up over his own player there. He slipped and stepped on a lineman a little bit and fell. and didn't gain anything. It's going to be third and eight now. No gain on the run there for Drossy. Nothing outside yet for uh, the, the Heat. Third and long now for them. Let's see what they do with their first test here. It must be it must be slick out there. Hard to turn up field if you can't get your get your bounds. Interesting. I feel like yeah, that's not true. So I feel like Mills really didn't have much of a sideline. Here's an outside pitch to Drossy. Tries to cut. Makes one guy miss. Escapes and then he takes off. And that's going to be his first touchdown of the game, folks. Oh, we were waiting. You could see when he was making his turn, he had to do the short, choppy steps and slow down. Like, that's going to be his vulnerable moment. Uh, but once he got turned up field, he had one guy kind of slip off of him, and he took off down the left sideline and scored. So at 8.43 left in the first quarter, um, the Heat are on the board first, 6 nothing here. And week two against the Millsville Missiles. How long a touchdown run was that? 34-yard touchdown. 34-yard touchdown run for Caden Drosty here. Going for two, normal 
standard setup here, standard formation, I should say. Carnes getting the play, going for two. Meldrum at fullback. Going to pitch the other direction to Drossi. He's going to find somewhere to go, gets tripped up, and he's not going to make it. And so with that, two-point conversion, no good. It's going to sit at 6 nothing right now. 8.43 remaining in the first. The heater on the board. First hit and sk- uh, scoring first, and the Milledgeville Missiles are going to get their first chance at an offensive possession here in just a second. Big touchdown run there for Drossi. That was kind of nice to see after it seemed like a slow go, kind of marching down the field, which is okay. Uh, we're just not used to that from the Heat. At least we aren't in our two-game experience. <laughs> what I noticed there was he did break a tackle, but once he broke that tackle, there was a couple defenders that had the ankle on him, and he just he just sprinted past them. He just goes. They they weren't going to catch him. They had the angle, but they couldn't catch him. Now, I think if you're the Milledgeville defense here, your chance to get on him is going to be when he's trying to make the turn up field. Right. If you he's going to have to slow down or he's going to wipe out every time with this wet field. If you get your hands on him early, you can't let go. Grab cloth. That's what you saw with Yovi. Grabbing cloth so that way you can get there. He said he's not overly big, but I'm guessing, you know, never seen him in a weight room. I'm sure I know he's there. He's just a strong kid, too. He's just yeah. hard to bring down. He definitely seems to be hard to tackle. That is for sure. Here we go. We see our first kickoff from the West Central Heat here. That kickoff from the 40. Again, this is eight-man football, so the field's about 10 yards uh, narrower than the normal football field. This ball already fell off the tee. They're going to have to hold it, too. That's annoying if you're a kicker. Yes, it would be. Also, I never wanted to be the guy holding the ball. You could take a finger rather I easily. I, didn't, I guess maybe I just didn't trust our kickers. Uh, or I knew how I kicked, and I knew I wouldn't trust myself to not kick somebody's hand <laughs> and not to let go. That's the other thing, because right. you're supposed to not let go, right? You're you, supposed to uh, let him kick it out. Let him kick it out from under your And I just I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> you got to have a lot of faith in your kicker. I suppose so. I suppose if all you're doing is squibbing, it's probably not a big deal. There's a quick kind of onside kick to the right. Drops. And I felt like the referees are looking one direction for something, but I think uh, he was covered at the 49 by the missiles. Uh Uh-oh, we're going to throw a flag. Something's wrong here. Trying to figure out. They're talking to West Central coach about something. Yeah. I'm not sure they like this. So West Central, when they did their kickoff, they kind of huddled at the middle, and then they break and run out, and then the kicker went right at it. And I'm not sure if maybe the referee was saying that they weren't ready yet. I mean, the referees, or if you have to be set before you go on a kickoff. I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know. But did they decline the penalty? Make them kick it again, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think you can decline it. I think it has to, because it'd be a pre-kick penalty. So they're going to back it up five yards. So the Central's well, going to kick again yeah. from their own thirty-five. Back it up five yards, and they're going to try again. And we'll see what happens here. Coach Kirby's trying to make some adjustments to make sure he can satisfy. There's a white hat who's all the way back at the other end zone who came all the way up to the front of this to drop his flag and make the call, and he almost kind of hollered at Coach Kirby, it looked like. Well, this kicker's right-footed. How's the whole guy holding it on the thing? this side? That's that's awkward. <laughs> well, he's going to. Maybe that's. So to do the same thing, this time he didn't kick it clean, and it did not go 10 yards. 
Didn't get far enough that time. So, anyhow, after all that, it's going to be the missile's ball still. Well, Milledgeville gained 10 yards on yeah. that making him kick it again. Yeah. Uh, he did not kick it well. It makes you wonder if the holder being on that side messed with him a bit because he did kind of. Yeah, he almost missed the ball. He kind of shanked it. So the missiles get a great field position here. They're going to have first and 10 from the heat 41-yard line. Uh, so a real short field for the missiles in the first offensive possession. We're going to get our first look at uh, quarterback Connor Knight, Jr., 5'10", Jr. He's the leading rusher, and they throw the ball. So he's in a shotgun formation here. One running back, two wide receivers. He's going to keep it, go up the middle. He's got a big hole, runs into a referee, catches a block on the outside before he's brought down somewhere near the 20-yard line. So a big run out of Connor Nye. First play of the game, Milledgeville looking like they're ready to come to play on offense. Yeah, that's a 20-yard gain down to the 21. Big run there for Connor Nye. Again, he's set up in a uh, shotgun formation with one running back. He kind of he looked like he could pitch it to the right if he wanted to. Uh, but he held on to it and kept it. Same formation here. And same play, basically. This time he is almost wrapped up by Carnes at the line. Instead, he's brought down, I believe it was number nine, Landon Winters, who got him. But he got about five yards out of it. So it's going to be second and five for the Millsville Missiles here. And they are on the 16-yard line. So two plays there. They had a little more offensive success with two plays than West Central did. Now, he got a touchdown out of it, but we'll see what happens here. The running back is Bryce McKenna, I believe. Same exact play. Takes the pitch. This time they got him again. He's still got a couple yards out of it. 77 Brody Lincoln on the tackle there. Still got a couple yards. It's going to be third and one here now. Third and one. So a big third down here for the Heat. They're trying to figure this out. We've seen one play out of the missile so far. Yeah, same play. Uh, what, four times now? Yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, well, they're obviously in four down territory, so they got their work cut out for them on defense now. They got to hold them twice. Yeah, they got to stop them twice here. And now we see a different formation here under center. And he's just going to keep and go straight forward. Boy, if he'd have stayed on his feet, he probably could have scored. He kind of tripped himself up there. 20 for the first down. They're going to spot him at about the seven or eight yard line, it looks like. And it's a first and goal now for the Millsville Missiles. First and goal from the – oh, from the – no, that's not right. Yeah, they haven't caught up. There you got four. I'll say it. The scoreboard said 12. That is not the 12. Eight-yard line, first and goal for the Missiles. All Connor and I so far. Nobody else has touched the ball. Another quarterback sneak, but this one's blown dead. And it's going to be a – offsides here on the offense. So uh, they're going to bring it back five yards. So first and goal now. It's still going to be first and goal, but it's going to be from about the 13. Well, they've been moving the ball. That's not going to be a problem for them. they got four plays to get it in the end zone. But yeah. Central's going to have to figure out how to plug up that middle. Yeah, I have to figure out how to make a stop here. 641 remaining in the first. Six to nothing. West Central Heat have the lead. They scored on a 37-yard touchdown run from Caden Grossi. And now we're seeing the Millersville Missiles offense, and all we have seen is that number eight, Connor Nye, the quarterback, run the ball every play. This time he's going to go left. He's going to keep it again. A good stop there by the defense. Not much not much of a gain on that one. Maybe a yard or two. Yeah, about a yard or two. 
So it's going to be second and goal now for the Missiles, second and goal from the 12, so a one-yard gain on that one. Well done by the defense there. They ran the same play. I think it's an option, actually, right? because he looks like he's got the ability to pitch it to the running back, but he has yet to do so. This time they ran it to the left. That was the first time we've seen it to the left. Back to the eye formation here. Under under center again is an eye. He's going to pitch it outside. It's mishandled, but it's picked up. Stays on his feet, gets to about the five. That's number 26, Colton Wilk. That's the other the other main running back for the missiles. It was a pitch to the right. He actually didn't catch it. It hit the ground, but bounced up. He was able to grab it and get forward. And it's going to be third and goal now from the five yard line. Two stops there two plays to get five yards or two plays to stop five yards. It's going to be tough for the Heat, but the defense needs to be on their A game here for this possession. That was a fortunate bounce. It bounced right back up to him. He didn't have to fall on it. So the first time we see him not take it, Connor Nye, the, the quarterback anyways, first time Nye doesn't keep it, they actually get a little fumble. Oh, there's some confusion. Oh, yeah, nobody knows what's going on. And we're going to get a first time out of the game here. The original offense was rather confused. People run all over the place. So we'll take a 30-second break ourselves here, too. Uh, you're listening to West Central Heat Football on Sunday 97.7 WMOI. Welcome back to Heat Football here in the Prairie Communication Sports Network. The West Central Heat have a 6-0 lead with five minutes remaining in the first against the Millsville Missiles. And uh, too many men on the field. Too many men on the field. And we just come back. Millsville call a timeout with some confusion in the offensive formation. And they come out from the timeout and get an illegal formation. That's or too many men on the field. That, that's hard. That's tough. You're, as a coach, like you're frustrated with that one. So it's third and goal now from the 10. They have third and goal from the 5. It's third and goal from the 10 now. Nine in the shotgun with Wilk right next to him on his right. Wide receiver split. Fakes the handoff. Keep oh, running to his guy. Good job by the defense. He's brought down by 23 and 35. That's Isaiah Stepson and Parker Meldrum on the tackles there for a loss. What in the, What kind of a spot is that? Wow. That was a good. They gave him a lot of forward. He still lost two yards. He still lost two yards around the 15, I thought. So fourth and 12 now, fourth and goal from the 12, I should say, for the missile. So it was, looked like they were moving the ball pretty easily to start with. Has turned into some pretty hardcore defense by the uh, Heat here inside the red zone. And one more stop here and they can get the ball back. This be a big play for them. First pass of the game. Nye is rolling to his right, throws the pass. It's caught in the end zone. By number 11, Bryce Odd, and that is a touchdown for the Millsville Missiles. All that work in the out route to the to the flats there in the end zone, and it's the first touchdown pass, first pass of the game, and it goes for a touchdown for the Millsville Missiles. 4-12 remaining in the first. That thing brings us to 6-6, six to six, and Millsville huddles to see what they're going to do for the two-point conversion. Number six now, Micah Tom Smith in at fullback. Under center now, there's a shift to shotgun and three receivers to the left now. Nye takes the snap. He's just going to keep it. That was, that was a design run all day for him, and he ran right into the end zone. And so with that, Millsville actually takes the lead 8-6 to six with 412 remaining in the first. West Central see maybe one of the first challenges of the, of the season even so far in this first quarter. Millsville looks like they've come to play. Yeah, I don't know if they've trailed in a game all year long. Yet, so uh, I mean, this is um, 
You know, there's the first pass, and that's what they rely on. And oddly enough, they threw it into the wind. Yep, and completed it for, I mean, it's a 12-yard pass, too. I mean, it's not like he, well, 12 yards so he from line of scrimmage to the end zone. He probably threw it closer to 15 to 20 yards, but nonetheless completed in touchdown there. That was number 11, Bryce Odd, on the catch there. Their main receiver for the Millsville Missiles, I could tell you if I could learn how to flip through pages on my, here we go. Kaysen Johnson actually averages about, uh, oh, that's kick returns, uh, averages about 21 yards, 90 yards per game. Uh, he did with even average yards per game. Yeah, 90. Colton Wilk, 15, and Bryce on 28. So Bryce is the second leading receiver on the team. Uh, that's just his third touchdown of the year, though. So yeah, Millersville just tried to do the little squid kick thing, and the kicker did literally miss the ball. It went one yard. Oh, no. So first and ten for the Heat. They get good field position now, too. Yeah, they're on the 41-yard line of Millersville, so first they make quick work of it. First and ten for the Heat, 4-12. They're down 8-6 in the first quarter. They canned off to the... Uh, fullback Meldrum Carnes keeps it and is brought down for no game. Maybe a loss. Got one. Well, they gave him a yard and forward progress. Okay, that's friendly. Held it in Meldrum's uh, uh, belly there for a little bit and then pulled it out and tried to take it himself. And uh, the missile defense—they were all over it. Second and nine now for the Heat. Here comes Drossy over the right tackle, trying to find his blockers. And gets tripped up. He gains a couple yards. It's going to be third and long here for the Heat. Third and six, probably, for the Heat. That's seven, third and seven. Yeah, they're obviously in four-down territory anyway, so they got two plays to get that seven yards. and Pretty confident that'll happen. Third and seven for, for the Heat. They're on the missile 39-yard line. Here's the pitch to the left. Rossi gets a couple of blocks, but good job by the defense there. Number six, Micah Tom Smith, and a couple other missile defense players or defensive players are on the stop. It's going to be fourth and five for the Heat. A big fourth down play here for the Heat. A little pressure here to make something happen. They got five yards to go, one play to do it. Otherwise, Millsville is going to get the ball back and get a chance to go up more than one score. Eight to six again is your score. The Heat are down two forty three remaining in the first. Carnes under center. He's got one running back behind him. Comes Drosty from the right tackle. Oh, he's trying so hard, but he is brought down. A good effort there by Drosty. Really kept his feet pumping, but he is going to be short, short of the first down, and that's going to be a turnover on downs in Milledgeville. They're coming out on fire here. They're picking up some momentum. You can feel that if you're the Heat defense. You got to do something here to stop that. Yeah, Millersville's got all the momentum now. They just, in spite of a couple mistakes in that first quarter, they for uh, that first touchdown, they still scored. So uh, they got some confidence now. Into the wind, no less, which, as I said before, might have been a problem for them. But, you know, they're about two and a half minutes from getting the wind. First and ten now from their own 34-yard line. Hand off to Wilk to the right. Finds some space, gets down the sideline before he's forced out of bounds around the 50. Yeah, 49. They called him out at the 49-yard line. That was number 9 and number 18, Landon Winters and Colton Fletcher for 
the heat that forced them out of bounds. That's plenty for a first down, first and ten for the missiles from the missiles. I did it from the missiles <laughs> from their own 49-yard line. That's a 15-yard gain. Too much. Can't give up that much. One receiver to the right. Shotgun formation with Wilk to his left. Nye takes it, hands it off to Wilk. He's going to the right, makes a cut, comes back towards the middle and is brought down by Meldrum and uh, Winters again after about a four-yard gain, second and one, two, three. Yeah, four-yard gain, second and six for the Missiles now. At first possession, I carried the ball, what, probably six or seven plays in a row. Right. I, and now, all of a sudden, now it looks like they're going to do something different. Yeah. Two receivers now, one to the left, one to the right. Wilk is on Nye's right side. Shotgun formation, fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, follows Wilk. He's got some space, folks, and a blocker out there. And he's brought down by Drosty out there about the 30-yard line or so. So another big run out of the Millageville offense here. They look to really be taking this momentum and trying to build on it here. First down for the Missiles. It's a 21-yard game. Way too much. They're going to have to tighten up. First and 10 from the Heat 32 here. Another big run there from Wilk. Again, he is the second-leading rusher with 80 yards or so per game. Behind Nye, the quarterback. Nye keeps it this time, fakes the handoff, keeps it, cuts back to the left. Ooh, and he, he ran over the first defender, Drosty. Kind of ran over Drosty, actually. But Drosty, great job, hung on to him. Yeah, they uh, that was a great tackle there. Yeah, Drosty kind of got knocked on his rear end, but he held on to, the, to, to Nye, the runner there, and uh, long enough for a couple of his other teammates to come taken down. So first down, though, they got a six-yard run out of that second and four now for the Missiles, whose offense seems to be rolling right now. They certainly <laughs> have some confidence building. Double tight now. I formation keeper from Nye, and he gets tackled and brought down pretty quickly. I don't think he got the first down. Oh, yeah, he did get the first down just barely. So another first down for the Missiles, first and ten. First and 10, yeah, from the 21-yard line now for the Missiles. Nye runs to the sideline each time, it looks like, to get his play. We saw last week the Heat, they get it from signals from coaches, and so did uh, South Beloit last week, but Nye keeps running to the sideline to get his call from the coach and bring it back in. The 40-yard wide field, that makes that a little easier. Yeah, shotgun again. That option to the right, Knight decides to keep it, and he is swallowed up by three different defenders there, including Carnes and the number 89, Nick Woods, on that tackle as well. Just a couple-yard gain. It's going to be second and seven for the Missiles, and that's going to bring us to the close of the first quarter, I believe. 8-6 is your score. The West Central Heater down by two at the end of one quarter of play. It's going to be first or second and seven for the missiles on the 19-yard line. We're going to come back with your second quarter of action after a quick 30-second break. You're listening to West Central Heat Football on Sunny 97.7 WMY. Welcome back to the Prairie Communication Sports Network and the Vic Flores Furniture Broadcast booth. Alongside Ron Grant, I'm Casey Grant, and we are here with West Central's Week 2 playoff matchup with the Millersville Missiles here at West Central's home field in Bigsville. At the end of one quarter of play, the West Central Heater down eight to six in an unfamiliar position, I think, for them to be actually down. And Milledgeville is threatening to score again. They've got second and seven from the 19 yard line. They're in 
uh, scoring position once again, and the, the Heat defense are going to have to come up big. Yeah, they're um, they seem to be a little bit flat-footed today. They just, they're just not plugging those holes like they did last week. Yeah, here we go, second and seven. Nines in the shotgun. He's going to fake him off. He's looking past this time. It's tipped off and picked off. And the defense comes up huge. Parker Meldrum with a huge interception. That was a pass over the middle. The intended receiver was number 11, Bryce Ogg. He was open, but he threw it a little too low. Meldrum had his head on the swivel, reached up, tipped it up in the air, caught it himself, and tried to return it. Didn't get anywhere. Instead of uh, in the red zone there, a big stop for the defense from uh, West Central. He, they have first and 10 now from their own 15-yard line uh, to start, basically to start the second quarter. Let's see if the offense can get something going here. Boy, a big run from Grossi would be huge right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great play, though. He tipped it up and caught it himself. Hand off to Meldrum again up the middle. He tries to get going. It's just not got a lot of place to go. But Missile defense is doing a great job up the middle, it seems like. Got about two yards on that, second and eight for the West Central Heat. Again, they haven't tried uh, as much of the outside runs here, although it seemed like they tried outside runs a lot because he scored both times. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it could be slick, and they don't think he can get to the outside. But Second and eight now for the Heat. Here comes Grossi over the right tackle, tries to get his, gets a couple good blocks in there, but gains probably about three or four yards. It's going to be third and a long four, short five, however you want to call that, for the Heat. Again, standard formation, Carnes under center. He's got Mildred at fullback, Drossi at running back. He's going to give it to Drossi again. Try with that right tackle. Does a good job of following his block. Is there. got it. He should get enough for the first down. He's out past the 35. Yeah, first down. So a heat first down. And the coach, the, one of the notable coaches, is not happy with that line judge. He is hollering at him. I don't think he thinks it was a first down. But well, I thought he got to the, I thought he got to the 15 yard line. So I don't know. 15, or excuse me, the 25. <laughs> the 25. 25. Yeah. First to ten for the Heat now. Good first down from the Heat. The pitch, here's your outside pitch. Get the block. Try, oh, the oh, ball comes up, but it went out of bounds. That was, that was a lucky break there for the Heat. <laughs> I mean, based on where he fumbled out of bounds, that's a seven-yard game. <laughs> I mean, he didn't take it seven yards, but the ball went seven yards. I actually thought it went a couple more than that, but. That's okay. Seven and seven. Second and second and three. Second and four for the Heat. Now they try that outside pitch again. They're doing a pretty good job. Missiles are of uh, getting out and covering that. Carnes is going to keep this one up the middle. A pile is created. Forward progress. They're going to give him a yard or two out of that. He's going to be short of the first down. It's going to be third and short for the the Heat here. Not enough for the first down on a Carnes keeper. Mason Carnes, keeper. They gave him two yards out of that. Third and one now. Third and one for the Heat, trying to get their offense going again. A team that sees a lot of big plays hasn't, I mean, they saw one from Drossier earlier, but that's about it. This one goes to Meldrin. Oh, no, Carnes uh, kept it. Fooled me. 
fooled me. He got inside. I thought he gave it to Melvin up the middle. The car kept it, went around the left edge. He got all the way up to almost the uh, past the 50-yard line. He flipped the field on him down to the 46 of the missiles. So big play there for Mason Carnes. Well done by Mason Carnes. It's a 9-20-yard run. <laughs> 9.43 remaining in the second quarter now. Uh, West Central down still 8-6 to six to the Millsville Missiles. And they're getting lined up quick. they got one guy split out right now. Drossie's at a right wing with Meldrum at fullback. They're going to give it to Drossie. Uh, Coming back, go. he's got space. He's gone now, folks. That's a huge hole. Good play call there. Drossie all the way to the end zone. And the Heat take, retake the lead now, 12-8 to eight with 9.22 remaining in the second quarter. That's the biggest hole we've seen tonight for the Heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a little different play. They had him come behind the quarterback and took the handoff and the hole was right there, and nothing, no stop. It was huge. Un- untouched that time, so from that right wing, kind of came around, almost like an end around, but not quite as far, and just a huge hole there. Now going for two to see if they can make this a full six-point lead. Back to Drossi over the left tackle, and he just falls and blockers in. That two-point conversion is good. And so with 9.22 remaining in the quarter in this first half, 14-8 to eight is your lead for the West Central Heat. They retake the lead up by six now. Um, that's got to feel good if you're the, the Heat. You get a big uh, interception by Meldrum on this end, and you're able to get down and get a touchdown out of it here. Yeah, that was a wide-open hole. They, I, You can't even explain how they've been closing everything down in the middle there until that one. Yeah, that one, he was untouched. By County Insurance, the right coverage at the right price is what By County Insurance does. Home, auto, life, business. Whatever your insurance needs may be, see By County Insurance in Bigsville, Monmouth, or Galesburg. By County Insurance, wishing the West Central Heat a long run this postseason. Thank you to all of our sponsors here to make this uh, coverage possible. We're going to see another kickoff by the Heat here. Again, it's entirely possible this uh, momentum has switched back again. They yeah, that big interception and then a 46-yard touchdown run. They could have the momentum back now. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this kick now. I bet he squibs it. Yeah, ain't nobody... Kicking this, he's kicking it into the wind too, so yeah, it's hard to kick it deep. But maybe more than an onside kick might be helpful. Here we go again. So they got nobody. Millsville, nobody. Oh, they see this time they don't spread out. No, they the, there. The guys huddle up in the middle. They just kick it straight forward and all come straight at it. But it's covered by number forty-eight, Carter, living good for. The missiles, and they're going to take over first and 10 from their own 49-yard line. You know, that worked pretty good unless you shank it to the right or to the left. There's no defense out there. They're all in the middle. Yeah, Millsville was set up, too. They didn't have anybody to this near side. Here we go. Shotgun formation for nine. Two wide receivers, one running back. Comes that option this time. First time we see him pitch it, and Wilkes got space. Past the first down, past the 40-yard line. And a big play there. The first time we see him pitching on that option play, and he got all the way down to the 38-yard line of the Heat. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, Melder made a good tackle there. He'd have gone a lot farther. Yeah, lots of space there for Wilk. A good decision on Nye's part there to actually pitch that one as opposed to keep it. We've seen that play a few times, like I said, but that's the first time we've seen him actually option pitch it out here. Same play to the left. Same thing. They pitch it again. This time he's brought down much quicker there. Good tackle by Dorofsky on that one. It's another run by Wilk. Takes it out to about the... 
with the 34-yard line, so about a four-yard gain. So second and six now for the Missiles here, trying to get something going on offense after throwing a pick their last possession. What looked like the momentum was heading straight to all four of the Missiles there was shut down by a Meldrum interception there this last possession. Under center now, Nye with a pitch trying to get outside with Will, cuts back in, oh, good hit. and he's met strong there. Nye hitting Landon Winters and stopped his momentum all together. Short of the first down, it's going to be third and three. One, two, three, yeah, third and three for the missile. So big third, two, two plays here. I mean, you're not going to see anybody punt inside the 50-yard line, I don't think. Oh, no, not today. Especially if you're into the wind. Yeah, they won't go anywhere. So two more stops here is what the Heat need in order to stop this. Two on receivers again, back to that shotgun formation. Hand off to Wilk this time. He tries to cut to the left, gets a little bit of the edge. Another big hit from Winters. But he gets the first down. He gets just shy of the 25-yard line. But Winters, another big hit there on Wilk, the running back. But it's going to be first and 10 for the missiles from the uh, 26-yard line. But yeah, in the score again. Yeah, Mr. Wilk, is, uh, he felt those last two because they were head-on and he didn't go anywhere. Yeah, Winters did a good job. He got his uh, shoulder pads low and made a good, strong hit there. Here we go, same formation, two split out wide, and Wilk to the right of Nye. Shotgun formation, hands off to Wilk, goes up the middle. There we go. Met pretty quickly there by Drosty, and, and he gets Meldrum. that Meldrum. Good tackle there. He's going to gain about two yards, second and eight for the missiles there. Trying to get one up the middle, didn't get very far. I will say, I mean, as many plays as they run, that Nye kid, he's... He's running an extra 30 yards every play. Oh, right. He's 40, I mean, going off to the side to get the play every time. He's pretty tired by the end of the game. I don't think so. Here we go. Same formation. Shotgun. Nye keeps it this time. Follows Wilk up the middle. And with some blocks and some leg pumping, he's going to get out past the 20-yard line. And it's going to be short of the first. He a couple guys with him on that one. Short of the first by about a yard. It's going to be third and one for the missiles. Yeah, it looks like they're on what the the seventeen yard line. Yeah. Third and short for the missiles. Heat defense trying to come up with another stop here. So far, short of the interception, they really haven't. They, I mean, they haven't stopped Mill. No, yeah, they have. So, uh, they had that pickoff that last time here. Double tight now. No, no split out receivers this time. Nye keeps it. Oh, he almost loses it. Oh, yeah, he went for the ball. Yeah, Mason Carnes almost pulled the ball from him, but I hung on to it and got a first down. It's going to be first and goal now for Millersville. And they are on the nine, eight-yard line now. First and goal from the eight for the Millersville Missiles. Yeah, he was basically untouched right up the middle on, a, on what I would call a sneak. I mean, he took the snap, and yeah, I'm surprised nobody had a hand on him. I thought the ball was going to come loose, though. Carnes... Had a hold of it, but so did uh, Nye. He didn't like a back to shotgun. Hand off to Wilk up the middle. And he's grabbed there by 23, Isaiah Stefson, with the initial grab and slowdown of Wilk. And he's brought down by a couple other Heat players. He gained a couple yards there. It's going to be second and goal now from the five for Millageville. 
Second and goal from the five. Five forty-eight remaining in the second quarter. West Central with the lead now, fourteen to eight. After a pick and then a score, and we're going to get a whistle and a timeout. I think timeout. Timeout. Heat, not Millersville. Uh, so we'll take a quick thirty seconds ourselves. We'll be right back with more West Central Heat football here on Sunday ninety-seven seven WMY. Welcome back to Heat Football here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network alongside Ron Grant. I'm Casey Grant. And with 5.39 remaining in this second quarter, West Central has a 14-8 lead. But the Millersville Missiles are threatening another score here with second and goal from the five-yard line. Connor Nye lines up under center, keeps it himself, goes over the left side of the guard. Good job by the Heat defense there to pile up on him. He's going to gain a yard or two there. Uh, and it's going to be third and goal. Oh, yeah, it brought him all the way back to the four. Yeah, it was only one yard. That's a surprise. Third and goal from the four now for the missiles. So two stops. That's what West Central needs right now. The Heat defense that came up big last possession on a big interception from Parker Meldrum. Uh, just a skillful play to tip it up and catch it. Um, but they're going to need something big here out of somebody, too. A couple big tackles, a couple big stops here to get the ball back. Deep in their own territory. Connor Nye under center again. He's going to pitch it to Wilk. He's going around the left. He's got a little bit of space. And he's short. He is short, so they bring him down just shy. Actually, he's two yards shy. He must have stepped out of bounds. Yeah, that's the one. That's fourth, that's fourth and goal from the one. Is it the one? Yeah, fourth and goal from the one. Yeah, from here, it looks like the two. <laughs> Fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Huge play. Oh, essential defense needs to be on the best game right here. Big play for the defense. Big stop. The crowd should be getting loud. It's kind of cold for that, but know what? You know what? And here comes the timeout. Millsville, actually. Nope, the Heat. Boy, they can't be. Well, the official on this side pointed Millsville, yeah. and the red or white hat is West Central. Yeah. We'll keep it here for this one. This is a quick timeout here at Riverbank Fabrics timeout. If you or someone you know likes to sew, get to Riverbank Fabrics in Oquaka. Riverbank Fabrics has a wonderful selection of fabric for your next project. Maybe you need a new Bernina sewing machine. Riverbank Fabrics has them. And be sure to check out our vault for the extra special deals. Let's go heat and sew the victory from Riverbank Fabrics in Oquaka. Fourth and goal, folks. This is a big play if you're a defender from has ever played football. This fourth and goal from the one. You're up six here. You're trying to make a big stop on an offense that's been moving the ball fairly well against you. This is where you want to be that guy that makes the play. Yeah, you're going to there. I know I think what Semper called that time because you know what's going to happen. It's going to be a sneak right up the middle. Connor and I, under center. I know. Nope. Hands it off to Wilk around the outside. He's got plenty of space to draw that out and get that yard. So there's a touchdown for Millersville. And just like that, they tie the game back up. 14-14 with 4.50 remaining in the second quarter. They'll come out for two to try and retake the lead. A bit of a back-and-forth affair right now between these two teams. The tie game right now, two-point conversion, a chance to take the lead again for the Millersville Missiles. Nye under center again. Got Wilk as his uh, tailback. That's who he's going to fake it to. He's going to look the pass. He's got nowhere to go. He's going to try and keep it, and I think he's short. Yes, he is. He is short, trying to pass. Nowhere to go with it. Instead, kept it, trying to get into the end zone. 
and couldn't make it. So the two-point conversion is no good. The game's going to stay tied, 14-14, 4.50 remaining in the half. And what Central's going to get the ball back and have just under five minutes to try and put the ball in the board or put the ball in the end zone again. Yeah, and I think West Central can do that, and it'll be big momentum for them to do that because uh, Nojo will get the ball to start the third quarter. They can get a score going into halftime. That'll be a, a huge momentum boost. Yeah, I think if you're, I mean, I wouldn't normally suggest this, but after seeing what the the potential that West Central offense has, I would think. I mean, you could almost say, like, let's score once, get the ball back, and score again. Right, right. Uh, I mean, they have the potential to score twice in this time. I think in, in standard games with other teams, you might say, look, well, let's just run 450 off the clock and get one touchdown. Right. But I might get greedy if I was at West Central. Like, let's run a play here and see if we can get one in and then see if the defense can step up. And the only problem with that is the defense hasn't stopped them yet. The one interception, other than that, they scored twice. Yeah, man. Here comes our kickoff again, a Farm King kickoff, number 52 for Milledgeville. It's Alex Chafee up to kick it. Uh, not their normal kicker, actually. And he's set up about 10 yards, going to run through, and he's going to kick it deep. Boot it with the wind. With the wind. That lands just shy of the end zone and bounces through. No chance for Drossi to try and return that. And uh, as opposed to giving it to him at the 50-yard line, uh, they decided to use that wind to their advantage. Right. Well, it's a smart move, really, yeah. if you ask me, as long as Drossy doesn't catch it and run it back on him. But at this point, if you're playing a field position game, that's a better field position, obviously, than going the other ways. First and 10 from the 30. I'm sorry, the 20, not the 30. <laughs> First and 10 from their own 20. Here comes the heat. One receiver to the right, and a fullback is all they got right now. This is that play they scored on. Touchdown play. And this time, Millsville did a much better job of closing up that hole. Uh, they still got five yards out of it, six yards out of it. Going to be second and four for the Heat. That was that one where Drossy lines up at a right wing and uh, comes around to the left. Back to the standard eye here. Give it to Drossy again. He's following the right tackle. Well, I tell you what, he he does a good job in that of trying to stay behind his his blockers. Right. But Millsville, they're doing a good job of staying on his block and containing him to that, not letting him break out of it and then still making the tackle. Still a few yard game. It's going to be third and two now for the Heat. Yeah, he's looking for that opening, and Millsville's doing a good job of not providing one. Yeah, they're doing a good job of corralling, that's for sure. Back to Meldrum. Milt Barnes keeps it, heads around the left. Ooh, he's close. And depending on the spot, and see where the spot is. They haven't waved him forward yet. Well, the far nope, he's going to be short. Nope, they no, no, they did give it to him. Touch the line. That's all they need. First and ten. First and ten for the Heat. Mason Carnes there with a big two-yard run. There's a few fans on that side that are not happy that that was called a first down. But it was. We waved him on. First and ten from the 30. I formation again. Carnes under center. Comes a snap. This time he gives it to Meldrum. And he only gets a yard or two there. Probably just one. Yeah, I think they're going to give him two. Yeah. Two yard gain for Meldrum there on first down, second and eight for the Heat. They shift their formation. They're going to go back to Stepson, comes out wide. Drossy now at the right wing. 
This is what they scored on before, but just a minute ago they ran it and they closed it up pretty good. Carnes under center. Here comes this time to pitch it. And Rossi's covered up well. He's going to gain another couple yards on it, but definitely not a big run. 250, just under three minutes of rain and a half. And it's third down and five from the 35. So the heat moving the ball, but just not in, in huge chunks. Back to the regular high formation here. Carnes under center. Stands up, looks for a play again. Instead, we're going to get a quick timeout. We'll take 30 seconds ourselves. We'll be back with more Heat football here on Sunday 97.7 WMOI. Welcome back to West Central Heat playoff football here in Bigsville, Illinois. The Heat are taking on the Millville Missiles, and with 2.30 remaining in this first half, we have a tie game, 14-14. to Heat have third and five from their own 35-yard bound. Uh, looking to get some offense going. they got to put it in. Millsville gets the ball to start the second half. Here comes the handoff to Drossi over the left tackle. And he's going to be shy of the first down, but he's going to get out to about the 39. Yeah, okay. Oh, 38. Back him up to the 38. So it's going to be fourth and two now. Fourth and two for the Heat. Well, they're not going to punt into the wind. They're not getting much difference. I don't think you can get two yards. Meldrum now lined up deep with Drosky in the wing. Carnes is going to keep it, and he gets money for the first down. Carnes is a big kid. Yeah. I mean, for a quarterback, I mean, he's as big as any of these guys out here. Yeah. And he ought to be able to muscle his way through, and he does. That was an easy five yards. (laughs) Yeah, first down now for the Heat, and they are now on their own 43-yard line. Trying to push this ball down the field and get a touchdown. Under two minutes to go down the half. I think they're going to need to take off. Oh, Drossel slipped, tried to cut out and slipped on the way out, and it's going to have no gain. The minute 38 remaining, they're going to have to get to, go, get to going here. They're going to take off to, some bigger chunks if they want to get some. Right, they're going to have to break one at this point. I think they're out of timeout, so. 124 remaining, second and 10. Fake a pitch out to option pitch out to Drossi. Escapes the first guy. He was there. He's going to get probably two yards of four momentum, but Millsville just eating him up. I got to say, the Millsville defense, they're impressing me so far. They, yeah, they, they yeah. seem to be right where the plays are. So third and eight now for the Heat. Under a minute to go. They don't seem to be. See, they're not taking their time, but they're not. Hurting him either, right? And like I said, I think now they're, they're going to look past Mason Carnes. Oh, no. Throws it to nobody. Oh man, there was no wide receiver out there. Micah Tom Smith for the uh, missiles was out there. He had to make like an over the head catch. Well, I think Drosty was intended, but I think he got blocked at the line or something. Whoever was supposed to be out there was not there, and so now we're going to have fourth and eight. 44 seconds left. The incomplete pass stopped the clock. 44 seconds. They need eight yards here to keep this drive going. Otherwise, it's going to go back to Milledgeville. There's the pitch to the left. Outside for Drossi. He's trying to... Oh, he's oh. found the hole. He's oh, got space. He's gone. He's gone. No flags, no flags. He's in the end zone, folks. That's what they needed. They needed that outside run. A big play. Touchdown, West Central Heat with 33 seconds left in the half. Drosty finally finds some space, gets down the sideline all the way to the end zone. 
And three takes the lead for the Heat, 20 to 14, again with 33 seconds left in this first half. And they'll be up going for two, trying to take this lead to eight. You know, we've watched a lot of high school football this year, and he's the best I've seen this year at following that blocker until that hole opens up. And drops in for the two-point conversion on the left side there. Two-point conversion is good, so the lead for the Heat goes to eight now. 33 seconds left, 22-14 is your score. The Heat take the lead. Uh, and just have to hold on for 30 seconds here. Mildred's going to get the ball back to start the third quarter, so the last thing you want to do if you're the Heat is let them score again. Um, before the half, but that's exactly what you wanted to do if you're the Heat, is to run a bunch of time off the clock and get another po- couple points on the board before you go in at half. Right, I mean, that's, uh, and that's exactly what they need to do. They're going to have to break one, and, and he did it. And like I said before, he is so good. He's got a hand on the back of the blocker in front of him until he sees that opening, and then he shoots right through it. And yeah. then he just outruns everybody. Yeah, he does do a good job. You can clearly tell he's trying to watch his blockers and trying to watch the whole open up and see it so he can squirt through there and get because he knows that if he can if he can find that opening that he can outrun everybody and get to the end zone, which is exactly what happened there. Yep, I think uh, Millersville's used two timeouts. I think so. We're only going to have they'll have one timeout, so they're not play good defense. And I would certainly see what that intro does on the kickoff. I would try to kick it a little farther down, too. Give them a little more distance to go. Squib it, but kick it a little harder. Make that second line field it instead of the front line. And West Central is lined up. They're spread out this time. The kicker is 89, Nick Woods. He still only takes takes a one step and then kicks it deep. And it's caught by 14. Cason Johnson... And he brings it out to about the 40-yard line. Yeah, I still think that was a good play, though. Kick it a little deeper. Give him a little farther to go. I wonder how deep he could kick it if he actually took a run-up on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. You're right. It was like one step. <laughs> one he step kicked it 30 yards. Into the wind. First and 10 now for the Millageville Missiles. 27 seconds remaining. They do have the wind at their back, and they do like to pass it some. I would imagine that's what we're going to see here. They've got odd... Uh, Johnson and Micah Tom Smith split. Nye's going to take it. He's looking straight past the whole way. The, the throw is a little low. They caught a oh, catch. Wow. They said it was a catch and a oh, timeout for Millersville. So second and four now for Millersville. We'll stay here. They just called a timeout to stop the clock. 21 seconds left in this half. And on uh, the first play there, they throw about a, a seven-yard seven gain. Who can throw a yard pass? Odd. Bryce Odd, number 11. Sure looked to me like that ball bounced into him. Hard to see from this angle, but the referee on the other side called it uh, complete. The Millageville, they're looking to try and put some points. I mean, you, if you're Millageville, from the back and forth of a affair like this, if you can get two in a row, which means you score now and then get the ball back to start right. the second half, I mean, that's what you want. But they're going to have to throw it further than seven yards. Right, yeah, you're not going to get there because I think they're out of timeouts. I don't, I don't know for sure. I thought I was keeping track, but when one official says timeout one team and the other one says somebody <laughs> else, I'm sure who actually yeah. used it. So 21 seconds. Kaysen Johnson and Bryce Odd split. Wilk is now, he's also going to go to like a wing spot. Nice by himself in a shotgun. Here comes motion from Johnson. Everybody's on the short side going out. Nye rolls to the right. 
Johnson is wide open. Oh, oh the wind got him. He overthrew him. Johnson slowed down his route. He was wide open. And uh, I overthrew him. I got to think of one, Johnson slowed down, which you any coach would tell you don't slow down. Right. Uh, but two, I would guess maybe the wind got him, too. Uh, I think the wind carried it. Yeah, I think the wind got a hold of it a little bit, too. But he overthrew him by six or eight yards. Yeah, it wasn't close. And, and Johnson was wide open, too. I mean, I think Drossy, I couldn't see because of his door, but I think Drossy was, was close, but not. Not close enough to defend it, like no, and he wasn't running in the same direction. It's like he let him run past him. So fourteen point nine left now. Third and three. Four receivers now. Nye looking to pass again. He's got Ob going deep down the right hand side over through him too. That was a little closer, but still four yards over him. Yeah, better defended too. The heat defender was with him running down the sideline there. Fourth down now, 8.7 left. This is your last shot at it if you're Millsville and you've gone for it twice. Why not again? I'm afraid if I was Millsville, I wouldn't want to throw anywhere near the direction of Drosty. If he intercepts it, he could easily run it back. Yeah, right. So Johnson and Wilk here split to the left. Odd to the right. Nice by himself. He's going to just run a keeper, actually. Counting on some space. He gets some blocks, gets down the left-hand side. He eventually is forced out of bounds. At about the 35-yard line, and they still got 1.9 seconds left. One Boy, that play. took less than eight seconds, huh? One more chance. He did go out of bounds, so he did stop the clock. It's going to be first and ten for Millsville from the 30, Heat 35. Okay, so what I, that shows I had my timeouts wrong because they just called a timeout. Well, they did. Yep, so they called another timeout there. Well, I guess I had them wrong. Once again, thanks to all our sponsors that make this broadcast possible here from the West Central Span supporters, we have the Belted Cow Orchard Flat Tire Service, Bi-County Insurance, and Riverbank Fabrics. We really appreciate them stepping up to support the Heat during this postseason run. And I love the chance to get to read your your advertisements here on the air. Appreciate the support. Give us a chance to be here. Big play here. Big play. 22-14, West Central's got the lead. 1.9 1.9 seconds remaining in this first half. Uh, Millsville got the ball back on the turnover, uh, or no, after a touchdown from, uh, sorry, from uh, the Heat there. And uh, they've got a couple plays here, moved it around the, the, the court field a little bit. Now they're going to be looking to score. Two wide receivers to the near short side. Nye by himself in the backfield. He is looking past. Hold. Odd is open there. He's throwing it deep to Johnson, puts a lot of air under it. And it is incomplete at the goal line, and that's going to end the half, folks. So at the end of one half play, two quarters, we're going into halftime. The West Central Heat have a 22-14 to lead over the Millsville Missiles. Folks, we got a good game here. You're going to want to stick around, check us out for our halftime show in just a minute, and then most importantly, grab the second half of the game here. You're listening to West Central Heat Playoff Football on uh, Sunday 97.7 WMOI. Welcome back to the Prairie Communication Sports Network and the Victorious Furniture Broadcast booth where the West Central Heat are taking on the Milledgeville Missiles. Alongside Ron Grant, I'm Casey Grant, and you're listening to the LMP Insurance Agency Halftime Show. If your auto home, commercial life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116 today. Our halftime score, the West Central Heat lead Milledgeville 22-14. to <laughs> it's been a back-and-forth game uh, where neither team has really been able to 
completely stopped the other team's offense. They've had a couple um, where the Heat had a, an interception once, and Millersville got a turnover on downs once. Um, other than that, it's been pretty much just kind of back and forth, slow moving, uh, some bigger plays, but a lot of short plays for both teams, just moving the sticks, running some time off, and uh, eventually getting the score. So with that, let's get a scoring summary here. You'll kind of hear the back and forth. Uh, that'll give that to us here, a first-half scoring summary. Yeah, in the, uh, in the first period, um, West Central started the scoring uh, at the 843 mark with a 34-yard run by Drosty. The extra point run was no good. West Central led 6 to nothing. Then uh, Millersville scored with 412 watts in the first period, a 12-yard pass from Nye to Oud, Audi. Odd, odd, odd. They call okay, it. the extra point run was good, and West Central trailed six to eight. I'm not sure that's happened much this year. They've been behind. And then the second period, the 9:22 mark, a 46-yard run by Drosty. The extra point run was good, and West Central led 14 to eight. In the second period, uh, Millersville scored again at the 4:50 mark, a one-yard one-yard run by Wilk. The run was no good, and the score was tied at 14 to 14. And then in the second period, with 33 seconds to go in the half, West Central scored again on a 45-yard run by Drosty. This time, the extra point run was good, and West Central leads at halftime, 22-14. to Definitely a back and forth, West Central, Millsville, West Central, Millsville, West Central. Mm-hmm. Somebody, West Central needs to stop the cycle. <laughs> Millsville gets the ball to start the second half. Well, the truth is they, they at least kept the cycle going instead of right. stopping it the other way by getting a touchdown there at the end of the first half. Uh, it, had they not scored there at the end, then that would have been Millersville's chance to kind of break the break the cycle and get up one on, on West Central. So right. we'll see at this point it looks like, you, know, you said it earlier, Dad, one of those games where the team with the ball last is going to be in a good spot unless somebody can change something up here. Almost fun to see the halftime adjustments, though. Right, that team that gets a, a two-score lead in a game like this is probably going to be in a good spot. But at that point, if you trade scores, it doesn't much matter. But uh, we'll see what happens. Again, our halftime score here: West Central lead the Millersville Missiles twenty-two to fourteen. That's a halftime score right now. Uh, I apologize. I would love to give you an update on the Ridgewood Polo score, uh, but I don't know it, and I can't figure out where to find it. So maybe if you know it and you're listening and you want to send me a message, that'd be great. We'd love to know that score because uh, if West Central, well, the winner of this game is going to play the winner of that game. Uh, and they are playing right now as well at the same time, a 1 o'clock game today, I believe. Uh, so uh, we'll be curious to see who wins that. Again, if, if West Central wins today, uh, they will either play at home if, if uh, Richwood wins or they will play at Polo if Polo wins, I think. Assuming they follow, we had this discussion last week. It seems yeah. like they're following the IHSA standards with that. So uh, that game does matter, but I don't have a score for that one. Some other action, though. Rova Williamsfield, they're down 52 to seven against Lena Winslow, the defending state champions. And Knoxville, they're up 14 to 13 over Bismarck Henning. Uh, that's a, that'd be a big win for them. That's a halftime score. Macomb, they play in round two against Murfreesboro, but they don't start until three o'clock this afternoon. Uh, with that, Dad, let's get some stats from the first half for both teams. Okay, we'll start with Milledgeville today, and uh, they actually have run the ball a lot more than they've passed. i got to believe the wind has something to do with that. But uh, they have 25 carries for 159 yards and one touchdown. 
led by Connor Nye, the quarterback. He has 14 carries for 100 yards, and Colton Wilk has 11 carries for 59 yards. Nobody else has carried. Wilk has a one rushing touchdown, a one-yard run. Uh, Connor Nye in the passing department is 2 of 6 for 19 yards with one. His first completion was a 12-yard touchdown pass in the first period. Uh, both passes were caught by Bryce Odd, uh, including the 12-yard touchdown. Uh, so that's 100 and... Uh, yeah, 180 yards of total offense, 178 yards of total offense. Uh, West Central, they're on the ground. They have 29 carries for 219 yards, uh, three touchdowns. They're led by Caden Drosty with 17 carries, 166 yards, including touchdown runs of 34, 46, and 45 yards. Mason Carnes has seven carries for 43 yards, and Parker Meldrum has five carries for 10 yards. In the passing department, Mason Carnes is 0 for 1. He's only completed or only attempted one, and, and it was an incomplete pass. So, <laughs> to nobody. <laughs> right. They had 219 total yards of offense in the first half, so they're ahead by 40 yards, which doesn't surprise me. You know, the scoring, the yardage, it's a pretty even matchup at this point. So somebody's going to have to take control in the second half. Sort of a night and day difference between last week and this week. I mean, absolutely. Uh, different, different teams, obviously, different weather, different scenarios, but... Uh, you know, last week West Central came out firing on all cylinders, scoring uh, the first two plays that they ran, and uh, they just kind of kept the foot on the gas. And halftime, the the starters, Drossy and those guys, they didn't even play uh, the second half. But we're obviously not going to see that today. We're going to have to see four quarters of play from uh, both teams uh, in order for something to come out of this today. Twenty-two fourteen again is your halftime score. Uh, it is um, or, um, West Central up over the Milledgeville Missiles. And we've seen a lot of stuff back and forth here. Uh, real quick, we want to thank tonight by county or today by county insurance. The right coverage at the right price is what by county insurance does. Home model life business, whatever your insurance needs may be, by county insurance in Bigsville, Monmouth, or Galesburg. By county insurance, wishing the West Central Heat a long run this postseason. Uh, let's do a uh, uh, take a quick break, and we're going to come back with we'll you some keys to the second half. Talk a little bit more about what's happened in the first half, and we'll get ready for that second half of action. Uh, we'll take a break here and be back with more Heat football on Sunday, 97.7 WMY. Welcome back to West Central Heat playoff football here in the Victorious Furniture Broadcast booth on the Prairie Communications Sports Network alongside Ron Grant. I'm Casey Grant, and it is the LMP Insurance Agency Halftime Show. Uh, West Central Heat have a 22-14 to lead over the Milledgeville Missile. It has been a back and forth affair, and uh, unlike last week where West Central came out and scored real quick, um, they came out tonight and they've had to they've had to work for and earn their points so far tonight. Both teams have, for that matter. Yeah, they uh, it's pretty evenly matched. If you talk about yardage and, and the score, I mean it's even. Neither team is doing a really great job of stopping the other one. West Central had an interception that stopped the drive. Uh, Milledgeville stopped. West Central on, you know, four downs and got the ball back, and then the halftime clock stopped Milledgeville the last time. Other than that, each team has scored every time they had the ball. So, yeah, interesting. The last time these guys met in week seven of the regular season, and, and uh, West Central was able to win that 64 to 36, I think, was the final. Something like yeah, 56 yeah, to 34, so. something like that. Um, but just some information we got ahead of time here. West Central. In that game, West Central, their four quarters, they had 20 after after the first quarter. They were up 20 to 8. 
Then they were up 48 to 22 at halftime, 56 to 28 at the end of the third, and 64 to 36 at the end of the game. Uh, so they basically they outscored West Central two to one in each quarter, just about. Um, you mean they outscored Milledgeville two to one? That's what I meant. Yeah, I say West Central. I but I think listening to the coach's interview, I think Milledgeville might have been missing one of their better players then who might be back, if I that remember right. That could be. And if that's the case, then that one player, whoever it was, has made a difference, it looks like. Yeah. And that game, Drossi had 30 carries for 374 yards and five touchdowns. And Carnes, the quarterback, he had 16 carries for 123 yards and three touchdowns plus a passing touchdown to Stephson. So just, you know, I, I only bring that up because, it, to me, it's always interesting to see how different two games can be between the same two teams, right? Because uh, clearly this game has not gone the way that game went. No, like uh, I said beforehand, it's a playoff game, and and teams have made changes. Who knows it? Maybe it's personal changes, it's defensive scheme changes. You, you just never know what what can change. You know, four weeks later, and and this is certainly a much more even game than it was the first time. Yeah, and I kind of made a mention of this earlier. I'll be interested to see what the second half looks like uh, after this is. I recognize that this is only the second eight-man uh, game that I've watched. But after watching last week and then talking to Coach Kirby there at the end of the game, uh, I mean, it sounds like, to me, there, there's, a, uh, there's a different type of complexity towards the offense that they run here. Uh, they, they run a lot of different formations, and because it doesn't matter where people line up or who goes out or what number you have on your jersey, that gives you some more flexibility. And I think you can see a lot of different different formations and different plays, different things that you wouldn't necessarily see other places. And I'd be curious to see if we maybe see some things the second half that we didn't see in the first half after the coaches uh, make make their adjustments here at halftime. Right. These teams didn't get here without learning how to make halftime adjustments and fix things and, and, and change things up enough to make a difference in how the game is played the second half. So I would expect both teams to uh, – to do a little bit more of that, I would honestly, I would think Millersville might even try to throw the ball a little bit more than uh, than they have so far. And uh, but West Central will keep doing the same thing, and I still think that you're going to see them try to get outside a little bit more in the second half. They really didn't do that much in the first half. Yeah, the couple times they did, the, the Drossy was able to find the hole a couple times and get those big touchdown runs. Uh, now, to Millis, the credit of Millersville, their defense did a good job because even when he got those big runs, with the exception of the one that was a wide-open hole, right, every other time he had a big run, uh, he had to work for it. I mean, he had to wait for a hole to open up and use a blocker or whatever and get through that way. Uh, but, man, he's just fast. I mean, they, they know that if they don't corral him once he gets past him, Right, they're, they're not, not going to catch him. Nope, they're not going to catch him from behind. And uh, he only needs a step or two. And uh, and he's gone. So uh, he did that three times here today. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. So he's got what? Would you say he's got uh, 150? Uh, he's got all three of their touchdowns, six and three touchdowns, and all three of their touchdowns. Yeah, I would say uh, it'd be interesting to see Mills will pass a little more here in this second half. Uh, now they're going to be against the wind, I assume, again here in the third quarter. Uh, but you saw that wind actually kind of affected him negatively at the end of the second quarter. It seemed like it was kind of carrying the ball further than he wanted it to. And he overthrew a couple passes. Well, I think that's what's hard on a quarterback. If you throw into the wind, you're probably throwing a little harder than you normally would, but when you're throwing with the wind, you have to let up a little bit or you're going to throw it too far. And I think 
that's what we're seeing a little bit of. The one touchdown pass really wasn't into the wind. It was more to the side, and, um, you know, it worked for them. But yeah. uh, other than that, they really haven't done anything in the passing game. And to be fair, uh, I mean, this this wind is tough. Like, it's not just a little bit windy, but this is not this is not the most fun weather for any of these guys to play in. Uh, linemen, running backs, quarterbacks, nobody. It's not terribly cold out. It's probably in the mid-40s, uh, which wouldn't be terrible for football, but the wind, of course, makes that feel a little cooler than it actually is. So, Right. There's, uh, a lot of people are bundled up in blankets, though, <laughs> yeah. sitting out there in the wind. Or I've seen, I see now, I haven't seen it at the football games yet, but here at West Central they have a, uh, the fans can basically sit up on the field. Uh, they've got a dotted line drawn probably about five yards from the sideline all the way around, and the fans, uh, they just sit in lawn chairs up right up next to the field. There's fans in the bleachers, too. But uh, anyway, some of those in the uh, on the sidelines there. Yeah, they're pretty they close those, to the crowd. They're and they have close. those uh, little plastic huts. I've seen those at baseball games, baseball and softball games in the, in the like, spring when it's kind of rainy and cool. Uh, right. There's a couple people down there blocking it, which honestly, if you can get out of the wind, that'd make a big difference here. Today. Right, right. I just looked at my weather app, and it says the wind is 24 miles an hour. That's pretty, that's pretty stiff wind. Yeah, that's a stiff wind. And halftime is uh, finishing up here. It's 22-14. West Central has the lead, and we're getting ready to kick off this second half. Dan, I think I'd ask you for a key, but we've talked about it already. Somebody's got to break the streak here and uh, get on the board and get ahead. Here's a quick, they go back to the squid kick to the right. It is mishandled. I think maybe West Central got that. Uh, we'll wait for the signal from the referee here. He's trying to see. No. Oh, no. He says the Millsville. That was close. It didn't go 10 yards, but the Millsville player came up and tried to grab it. Right. And when he did, it did look like it came loose. And, boy, there was at least, at least one West Central player thought they had it. Right. He was pointing the other way. But instead, Millersville keeps it. It's going to be first and ten from the 49-yard line. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't kick that one deep with the wind at their back. But, you know, at the same time, they almost recovered it. So, yeah, yeah. that's why we're sitting up here. First play of the second half, Connor Nye, shotgun. He's going to keep it option to the left, pitch it to Wilk, and he is shut down, brought down just past. He's going to get about a two yards. Eh, maybe one. Yeah, two yards out of that. A gain of two on the first down on the option out to Wilk. Colton Wilk, that is. They defended that one better the first play in the second or the second half than they did the whole first half. Yeah. Second and eight now for the missiles. Two wide receivers again. One to the right, one to the left. Wilk in the backfield with Nye at the shotgun. Fakes the handoff. Nye slips a little bit, tries to find some space up the middle. He's going to gain... Oh, that referee on the other wow. side had his knee down. That only going to give him like a yard on that. Yeah. So a one-yard gain there. It's going to make a third and seven now. So two good stops from the West Central defense. You know, you heard Coach in the pregame interview talk about how his linemen don't go both ways, uh, that he keeps them well-rested. I think as we get into a, a game like this where it's back and forth and close, you're going to see some advantages to that. Right. Millsville's playing uh, guys both ways. Third and long now. Again, some confusion on the formation here. I don't know why that wasn't a false start. Yeah. <laughs> Shotgun formation, and it drops the snap a little bit. Nye tries to go to left, has nowhere to go, no gain. The ball stays inbounds. It's going to be fourth and seven now 
no gain on that play. Great job by the Heat defense to make sure they don't get some momentum. Now they got they got a decision to make here. Into the wind, you uh, could you could punt this. I don't think they're going to, but you could. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I. I'm coming back in with a play, but it's a big play. Yeah, big play for West Central. Huge play for West Central. Huge play. Trying to get the sidelines going as much as they can on a cold, windy day. And, uh, boy, Milledgeville, still some confusion on their formation. Two receivers right, two to the left. Here comes motion from Wilk. He's going to get a pitch underneath and try and find some space. And he's got nowhere to go. He's going to be short. That's going to be a turnover on downs. Number 18. Colton Fletcher was right there, wrapped him up right away in a huge, huge defensive possession for the Heat to start the second half. Well done. Yeah, that's a four-yard game, but that was a – obviously West Central made some changes on defense. 9.43 left in the third quarter here, and West Central gets the ball back. This is their chance to get that two-score lead you talked about. they got to capitalize on this. First and ten now from their own 42-yard line. This snap, a handoff to Drosty following his left tackle, and he's wrapped up after about a three-yard gain or so. Looks like he's going to get, and they're going to sum at the 44, so we'll call it a two-yard gain. They're not going to count the roll over the defensive guy for the extra yards, and they probably shouldn't. Second and eight for, second and eight for the Heat. Second and eight trying to capitalize on a turnover on down. It's a huge defensive stop here. Uh, or that the Heat just made. Now they're going to work here on offense, see if they can get something going. Carnes under center, Meldrum behind him. That one goes to Meldrum. He's just pushing the pile forward. Gets another two or three yards. Well, I tell you what, we've seen a lot more of that today. A lot more two, three, four, five-yard games on just hard nose running up the middle, pushing a pile, moving your legs, right, and driving. Yep. Runs the clock. Takes more time. It's maybe not quite as exciting as the big runs. You know, but this kind of game with this team makes you sit on the edge of your seat because you're just waiting to see Drossy break one again. Yeah, here's the pitch wide to Drossy. And he, not, not so much. That's a short side. He didn't have a lot of space to work with. Gained a few yards, so it's going to be fourth and short. And now, just like that, the West Central Heat's going to be looking at a big play. Fourth and two. Only got three out of it. So. Fourth and two for the Heat now. Millersville looking to make the same kind of defensive stop the Heat just made on the other side, although the Heat have much less distance to go to get this. Right. Eight minutes left in the third. Fourth and two. Carnes under center with Meldrum behind him and Drossy behind that. It's going to Drossy to the right. He's got space. Oh, almost. He had ankle uh, touchdown saved there. I think that's Wilk, isn't it? No, 26. Yeah, Colton Wilk there saved the touchdown. But the first down, it's enough for a first down. And the Heat are going to go up first and 10 now from the the missile 43-yard line, 42-yard line, sorry, 42-yard line. It's a good job there by the Heat offense to get a first down. Keep the chains moving. Meldrum up the middle, a little bit of a hole, but then wrapped up pretty quickly. He's going to get about three yards probably out of that. And it's going to be second and seven for West Central. A lot more of a grinding game here today than we saw last week. That's right. Well, you know, the defense causes that. So much better defense than what South Beloit threw out there last week. 
Him out the draw, Steve oh. Ball's a left tackle again. Enough of a hole to get a, a decent game, not enough for the first down, uh, but a decent game there. He's out to about the 34-yard line. It's going to be third and two for the Heat. Just under seven remaining now, third and two for the Heat. And again, they look to the sideline. They get their play calls. They don't huddle most of the time. They get their play calls from a combination of signs and signals from the sideline. Back to Drossy, same thing up the middle. Big hit there by 35. Bryce McKenna, big hit there. Forward progress ought to get him at least a yard out of that. Yeah, so it's going to be fourth and one now. His down marker, he says first. Yeah, there you go. Fourth and one now for 620 remaining. Fourth down and one yard for the Heat. A big first down here. The fourth down, I mean. You think you see Mason keep this again? We haven't yeah, seen that yet. Out. Nope, we're going to see a timeout here. Coach Kirby's going to make sure they get this one. This is a big play for the offense. I'm not sure a uh, quarterback really knew what the play was supposed to be. Yeah, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on here. The Belted Cow Orchard, tomorrow morning when you get up, head to the Belted Cow for some delicious donuts and coffee. The Belted Cow also has gift items, lotus drinks, and the lingo beef. It's more than just an orchard. It's the Belted Cow Orchard, 1821 East Highway 164 between Mammoth and Oquaka, proud supporters of the West Central Heat, the Belted Cow Orchard, West Central up 22-14, 6-13 remaining in the third quarter. This was the halftime score. Millsville got the ball to start the half, and uh, on well, they didn't get a first down today. It was just four plays, and West right. Central stopped them and turned them over on downs right off the bat, and now looking to go up two scores, which, like we talked about at halftime, this could be, uh, the defining moment for this Heat team in this game. Right, we're halfway through the third quarter already, so the clocks, I mean, <laughs> using up some clock and then getting that two-score two lead would be huge. After the timeout now, fourth and short, this is probably the biggest play for this offense yet this game. They need this to keep this going, obviously. Karn's going to keep it, and he's easily going to get a yard out of that, no problem. I feel like that's not a very nice spot. No, not at all. Two yards it looked more like he was across the 30-yard Yeah. It's still enough for the first, but, wow, they were not – that was a, not a friendly spot at all. The first down anyways for the Heat, first and 10 now, and they are now on the 36-yard line, right? Yeah. 31. 31-yard line. Uh, yeah, sorry, I can't see the yard thing on the sign. High formation, in off to Meldrum. Oh, he's, he's, he's off. Oh. I was brought down. Oh, man, there was a pile. Colton Wilk there with a big stop, a touchdown-saving tackle. Boy, Meldrum, he went into a pile of people there. Next thing you know, he squirted out the back side of it, and the only guy left was Wilk who grabbed the back of his jersey and was able to pull him down. But first and 10 now from the uh, 12-yard line. That was the 11-yard line. Yeah, that was a 15-yard Back to Meldrum over the right side this time, and this time he's wrapped up underneath number 54. The missiles, Caden Ackers, on the tackle there. Looked like he had his feet with a couple other guys. That's the biggest run for Meldrum of the day, I think, wasn't it? Up yeah, the middle of the yard. Yeah, who, who carried that one? That last one was Meldrum again. Okay. Yep. High formation again. Carnes under center. Meldrum at fullback. Drosty at tailback. There's the snap. Ooh, he kind of acted like he was going to pass it, and then he looked for something else, and then he decided to go. I think he was supposed to pitch it left to Drosty, and Drosty didn't go. (laughs) 
Still managed to get two yards. Something didn't look right out of that, but he got two yards out of it. It's going to be third and five, I think. Third and six. Third and six. Third and five or third and six or so yeah. for the Heat. Four down territory, obviously. So. Oh, yeah. And they, they can make this. They can still get a first down. Right. Um, anything inside the two would be a first down. Same formation here, third down. Hand off to Drosty, finding some. Oh, he escapes one into the end zone, goes Drosty for a touchdown, a big, big play there. Nice job, though. He are able to turn a turnover into a touchdown and, and get up that two point or that two score lead that we talked about. 424 remaining in the third quarter, and uh, West Central goes up 28 to 14 now. And they'll be looking to get a two-point conversion as Mason Carnes comes over to get the play call here for this one. Coach wants to make sure he's certain on this. Two points here. That would make it a 16-point game, which would mean it'd have to be two scores and two two-point conversions to tie it up. I mean, you want to do what you can to get that separation. Standard formation here, two-point conversion time. Hand off to Drossi over the right tackle, and he's got space in his end. Two-point conversion is good, and just like that, again, with 4-24 remaining in the third, West Central takes a 30-14 to lead over the Milledgeville Missiles. A big, big, big way to start the second half. Uh, man, you can't ask for much more than that for nope. a start to a second half for, nope. for West Central. Run it right down their throat, and, uh, put it in the end zone, finish the drive, and and take that two-score lead, which is big. Now if they trade scores, which West Central doesn't really want to do that, but if they do, they still come out on top. But there's a lot of game left. And, uh, you know, if that first defensive possession is how the second half's going to go, their defense has improved already. So if they stop them again, who knows? They could run away with this. Well, and a, a, a start to the second half like that is a huge confidence booster. I mean, if you're a team like West Central who, uh, it's interesting in the pregame interview, uh, Coach, I think, mentioned that they hadn't scored less than 40 points in the first half right. all year. Right. And today they didn't. So I'm sure with these West Central boys, today has felt different than the rest of the games this year. Right. Uh, and on the flip side, for, you know, Milledgeville, starting that second half, they were hoping to score and, and tie the game yeah. to start the third period and, and couldn't get anything going on offense. So. I'm saying the response from West Central has been good. So. 89, Nick Woods out to kick again with his one-step kick. And there's another squib, and it almost bounced free again, but it's covered up by 48. Carter Livingood for Milledgeville, and they're going to start first and 10 from the 50, right at the 50. Another squib kick from West Central. So, yeah, what I was saying is just a good response, I feel like, from these kids who maybe are facing facing some feelings and Right, maybe even some doubts that they hadn't faced this year, but came out firing on all cylinders here this second half that they will make a defensive stop and yeah, now we'll see what happens again. this time around. First and ten from the fifty for the missiles. I formation, fake pitch. Ooh, underneath handoff. That's an interesting looking play. The odd. That's kind of what uh, what Central did with Drosty in the first half. Yeah, different formation, though. He wasn't in a wing. He was, like, at a tight end spot, right. and he faked the pitch one way, spun all the way around, and then gave it to Odd in, a, in an underneath uh, handoff, and he got about seven yards out of it. It's going to be second and three for Milledgeville. 
I tell you what, I mean, these offensive plays are fun to watch in this eight-man league. Here's an option to the right. He does pitch it. Wilkes got a little bit of space, and then he's tackled by 18, I believe, is Colton Fletcher. And 35, Meldrum, were in on that six-yard game. And up to the first down, though, first and 10 now for Milledgeville. They're on the uh, Heat 37-yard line there. That's a couple of different different uh, different looks that we didn't see, especially that first one in the first half, anyway. Which both teams ought to come out expecting to see some different things in the second half. you got to try and do something to get that advantage. Two receivers now. Will to his right is going to lead block. Nice. Ooh, good cut there. Oh, Rossi comes flying in to make a tackle at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be no game there for Connor Nye, the quarterback. Thought he had some space, and Drosty came out of nowhere to meet him. Well, Drosty, he's not afraid of anybody. I mean, he's he's not the biggest kid out there, but he's just as tough as anybody. Big play there. They maybe gave him a couple inches on that, but we're going to call him no game. Second and... 10, 2.50 remaining, 30-14, to 14, West Central has the lead. Second and 10 for Milledgeville from the 37-yard line. Under center now, nine. Hands off to Wilt, going to the left around the outside. Oh, flag down. Boy, they haven't seen hardly any penalties no, this game. That might be a hold. But we're going to get our first one here. We'll see what the referees have for the call. Oh, horse collar. Holding his hand up around his neck. Yeah, that's, that would be a... See what the call is here. Holding. It is holding. holding. Holding against Milledgeville, so that play is going to come back 10 yards, so it's going to go all the way back to the uh, 47 now. And it's going to be second and 20. Uh, yeah, second and 20. Yeah. Talk about a rally killer. Yeah, big stop by Drossi on the first play and then a holding penalty there. That's, that's tough. Now, if you're the Heat, you can't let them get it back. Nope. I would think, man, it, this got 2.20 left in this quarter. I, I would guess, yeah, we're going to start seeing some passing. Here it is, but nine's got nowhere to go. He comes back the other way, pump fakes again, and tries to take it up the left sideline. There's a lot of running there to get about six yards based on where they're spotting him. It's like five. We rolled to the right, looking to pass, had nobody open, went back to the left, all the way back across the field, with a pump fake in there and made it to the sideline to try and get upfield, and he got brought down at the 42. So a five-yard gain there, third and 15 now for Milledgeville. Big play here. If they can hold this and make it fourth and long, that's going to be a huge play defensively. Nine by himself in the shotgun formation here. Johnson across in the motion. Nye looking to keep it the whole way. He slips and is brought down. Mason Carnes is there. Isaiah Stepson is there. No gain. Fourth and 15 for Milledgeville. Big play by the defense. Boy, the West Central Heat really closing down the clamps on the Milledgeville offense to the, uh, the second half so far. Carnes did a great job of playing off that block there and <laughs> making the tackle. Big tackle there. Fourth and long. Let's see him go for it here. Down two. It's the playoffs. It's winner going home. you got to make something happen, huh? You're already down two scores. You yeah, you gotta you gotta do something. You gotta go, and you don't have a lot of space to punt it. I mean, they go for this. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Here, odds by himself to the right. I'm gonna guess they're gonna throw it to him. He's got one-on-one coverage. Nye looks left though the whole time. Now he looks back oh, right across the field, oh. and it's short. 
Cason Johnson actually might have been a little open at some point. He wouldn't have been far enough for the first down, uh, but the throw itself was also short and falls incomplete. And with that, West Central now on two defensive possessions gets two um, turnover on downs out of defense. So well done by the West Central Heat defense. A minute 16 remaining, and they get the ball back first and 10 now from their own 42-yard line. So well done by the West Central defense here. Trying to now maybe get another touchdown uh, lead or uh, ahead of Milledgeville. Here's a play to Drossi or a right tackle. Finds a little bit of space. Oh, he squirts through. He's going all the way to the end zone, but there's a flag back at the line of scrimmage. I think this is going to come back. Yep, I think. Boy, that's a, yeah, there, he just made the signal hold. So that's the first time we've seen him squirt through one of those plays up the middle. Um, but it's going to come all the way back for a holding call on West Central. And so just like that, really no penalties. And now we have a holding on each side here within a couple minutes of each other. Yeah, that's the first penalty on West Central today. Uh, Millsville's had four, but they had one on a kickoff. Remember the right. referee was all mad? Manham. Oh, yep, I forgot about that. But, I mean, you know. So that brings them back here first. It's still first down, but it's going to be first and 20. Uh, for West Central. Now in their own 32. So after a big play there, man, that would have been a dagger. Uh, they come all the way back now to first and 20. So first and long here. We're just over a minute, minute six left in the third quarter. Been a good third quarter for the Heat. They're going to Drossi now over the left tackle, and he gets into his pile of blockers and pushes forward. He's going to get about five on that. Got up to about the 30, or yeah, 37, it looks like. It's about five yards, second and 15 for the Heat. 48 seconds left. They get one more playoff here, probably. Now they do want to run that clock. They want to work that clock now as much as they possibly can. Two score lead with the ball. If they can get a score here, they might just throw it up. I formation again, Medlam and, or, uh, yeah, or Meldrum, sorry, and uh, Drosty in the backfield. There's a snap. There's an option pitch out to Drosty, and a good defensive play there by Micah Tom Smith. Said his name a few times tonight defensively. He's done a good job. And he gains, what, two, three yards there? Yeah. He gets to the 40, so it's going to be third and 12 from the 40, and that's going to end the third quarter. So at the end of three quarters of play, West Central now is a 30-14 to 14 lead, a great third quarter by the Heat. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back with your fourth quarter of action from this Week 2 playoff game. You're listening to West Central Heat football on Sunday, 90.7.7 WMOI. Welcome back to Heat playoff football here in Bigsville, where the Heat are taking on the Millsville Missiles here to start the fourth quarter. Uh, they run an outside pitch to Drosty. He gets the edge, pushes up a few people, and is forced out of bounds around uh, the 48-yard line. So it's going to be fourth and five, fourth and four, fourth and four for the Heat here, trying to get a two-touchdown uh, or uh, another score up on him. Drops around the edge, makes all oh, good that 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 a a effort. What a run. effort! He makes man. Two guys hit him behind the line, or behind the, the first down marker, I should say. And, boy, he just chucked through them both. Boy, that's frustrating if you're the Millersville defense or, or the coach because you had them stopped. You had a red, 
Uh, yeah. And that was all effort on Drosty. He just slithered right out of their hands. Five-yard gain, just enough. All effort for Drosty there. So big play for Caden Drosty to save a turnover on downs. First and ten now from the uh, Milledgeville 37, I'm sorry, 47-yard line. The Heat looking to, to score again. They came in with a one touch, the start to have with a one touchdown lead, and they're going to give a delay game. Wow. Delay game penalty. So he was counting, and he looked. I thought Carnes looked right at him, but he he didn't get in any big hurry. Yeah. So delay game is going to be a five yard penalty. So that five yards they got, they they but they get it. It's just first down though. So you got to yeah. get it down. Well, are they going to you know wind the clock? They should. Yeah, they, they are. So they can they can let another thirty seconds run before they run a play. Just watching when he starts counting. Yeah, get that play off. Thirty fourteen West Central lead. They got the ball first and fifteen from their own uh, forty eight yard line. Now they give it to Meldrum. Good wow, good push there by the line. They got to give some shout out credit there. Fifty four and fifty two. Blake Cole and Zach Smith leading the way on that one. They had their guys running back and pancaked him about seven yards in. And Meldrum just got behind him and said, you lead the way, boys. Yep, that's a seven-yard gain. That's a, that's a good – Meldrum has got some good hard yards right up the middle. Yeah, well, i got to think that some of that fresh lineman stuff is what you're going to see on these when you see him just driving those guys back like that. Second and eight now. And off to Meldrum again, this time over the left side. Oh, he's still – oh, man, he just powered his way through this. Behind him is the littering of Millersville missile players. And uh, Parker's a little slow getting up. Let me hops up. But, boy, the end of that run, if you look back behind him, there's a Millersville player by Millersville player. There's three or four of them just on the ground behind him. Like a, they're just slipping right out of their grasp is what it looks like. They get a hold of them and just run right out of it. Well, I kind of thought he got that first down. They spotted him short of that, didn't they? Yeah, it was third and two. Yeah, you know, these officials are not spotting that ball anywhere except on a a yard line. The thing is, well, they do that all the time, though. There's Carnes on a keeper, loses his bounce, still trying to push forward. And uh, I don't want to make any assumptions because of the spotting that we see. Right. It's going to be close. Back and forth. Yeah, they gave it to him. First down. Well, he's right on it, too. Yeah. I mean, they're not measuring. I mean, that's close enough to measure, and they they are not measuring anything. First and 10 from the uh, 37-yard line there. Mason was able to get it up. He kind of slipped on that that sneak there. Right. Got his feet back under him just enough to get the yards they needed for the first down. Right. Should be be able to run a couple more minutes off the clock with this series down. Yeah, 9.15 remaining now in the fourth. Meldrum again up the middle, and boy, he—he's a—I uh, think he's going to break one before this is over. Yeah, he broke one earlier. Had one guy tackled him. He's coming up bouncing like he's feeling it right now. Nine minutes left, thirty fourteen, uh, seven yard gain there for Meldrum on first down. Second and three now for the Heat, who are doing their best to run the clock down and maybe put another score on and put some more distance between them and Milledgeville. Back-to-back first quarter, or first half, I'm sorry. Seemed like it was going to be pretty close in this second half. And uh, right now, West Central's pretty well dominated. The line's edge on this side and both sides. The same pretty close. The 
Wines edge on this side and both sides. The same first down. Another first down for West 26. First and 10 from the 26. Yep. To Melvin to the right hand side. He gets back to Melvin to the right hand side. Gets wrapped up pretty quickly by three. Mind you, they had the ball. They had the ball to start this quarter. Mind you, they had the ball. They had the ball to start this quarter. Faked to, to Meldrum, and he tried to get the handoff to this one. They faked to, to Meldrum, and he tried to get the handoff to to Drosty in the extreme. two. So it's going to be third and nine now for two. So it's going to be third and nine now for third and eight. Ooh, almost got the defense. In fact, maybe they did. Ooh, almost got the defense. In fact, maybe they. Well, welcome back to Heat. Well, welcome back to Heat Football here in the Prairie Communication Sports Network and in the Victory Furniture Broadcast booth alongside Ron Grant. I'm Casey Grant, and you are listening uh, to West Central Heat Football here in Week Two of the uh, Eight Man Football Playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. West Central has a 30 to 14 lead with 6:45 remaining in the game. Uh, they had sitting at third and nine right now after this timeout. Going to not get the first down. And he's going to not get the first down. It's going to be fourth. He's going to be just shy of the first. It's going to be fourth and one now for the Heat. Fourth and one. So a nice run there out of Drossy. A good, good run, a good play there following his blockers. Not quite enough for the first down. And we're going to see if they got just enough in them to get another first down here as the clock continues to run at 6.15 now left in the game. Fourth and short for the Heat. Sneak up the middle of Zane formation. Do we see Carnes go? This is what we've seen. Use your size. Yes, he does. Well, he fakes to Meldrum and then goes. Uh, not quite right up the middle like we thought it would be. He's got plenty for the first down, and so we're going to keep the clock and the sticks rolling. First down, Heat. Six-yard gain on a sneak. And a first and ten now from the 11. First and ten from the 11. West Central... Threatening to score again here, which would be great. But right now, like I said, the clock is their enemy, so they want to keep that clock running, which they're doing a great job of. 5.35 remaining in the game. First and 10 for the Heat. Same formation we've seen. Meldrum up the middle. This time wrapped up, nowhere to go. It's going to be a no game, I believe. Yeah, it looks like no game. Second and how they keep him. No, the, no, the guy just switched sides of the. Yeah, no game. Second and ten. <laughs> the guy doing the stick, he just switched sides of the other guy. Oh, I got you. But the stick, he was, kept the, the stick, stick in the same spot. Yeah, he was running the yard. Yeah, he wants to be able to see better. <laughs> Five minutes left. Second and ten for the Heat. Now, at this point, I mean, you're in good shape. You just keep that clock running. I mean, whether they score or not here, I mean. Drosty now over the right tackle, makes one guy miss, spins out of another tackle, and turns what could have been nothing into something. Got about five out of it, it looks like, maybe four. It's going to be third and six now for the Heat. They could, again, they could get a first down. There's a one-yard space where they can get a first down, not a touchdown. But we got an injury timeout here. Yeah, an official's timeout. Injury or equipment, something, but they're going to make this 50. Walking off the field, slow. 50. Well, I can't see the rest of his number. I think it's just 50. Is it just 50? Caden Ackers? Might be. 
he's walking off. I mean, he didn't look too awful hurt. I'm not sure if they just wanted to check on him or what, but he did come off the field. And now the referees are hauling at Coach Kirby to get his guys back on the field. Not a legit timeout, just a opportunity to have a chat. So, third and six here for the Heat. And they're on the seven-yard line. And uh, I'm not sure what we're waiting for here because the clock's not running. Coach Kirby's talking to the referee. I think I thought now they wind the clock. Well, it took them a long time to get there. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, here we go. Third and six. Hand off to Drosty. Oh, we had one guy. One guy in the backfield had a hold of him. He spun off of it, turned it into a decent run. He's going to be short of the goal line and the first down. It's going to be fourth. Fourth and one. Fourth and one from the two yard line. Three-yard line. That looks like a three, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it looks like Yeah, ball on the three. three. So fourth and two. That's on a three. Fourth and two from the three-yard line. So they got they need two yards to get a first down or three yards to get a touchdown. High formation. Carnes is going to keep it. He's going to ride up the middle. Good movement on a pile there. He's into the end zone. Never did go down. And there's another touchdown for the Heat. This one to Mason Carnes, though, instead of Drosty. And there's another player, that looks like Connor and I actually, on the ground for Milledgeville. And I think we're going to get officials timeout for an injury here. He's not getting up. He's got something wrong. That's Connor and I. So, anyways, a Mason uh, Carnes there on a three-yard touchdown run. Big run for him. 347 remaining. That makes the score 36-14. to Two-point conversion attempt here still. Uh, awaiting that as they are tending to Connor Nye, the Millsville player that is injured on the. So like I've got an arm or something. He told him. Yeah, that's too bad. This late in the game. Yeah. While we're while we're waiting on that flat tire service, nobody wants a flat tire, but they do happen. When it does happen, flat tire service and Stronghurst is the place to go. Flats will get your tire repaired, getting you back on the road. Flats can also get you new tires if needed. Rolling over heat from Flat Tire Service, 200 West Main in Stronghurst. Once again, we said it before, but thank you to all our sponsors for Heat Playoff Football. Appreciate the opportunity to come see this as they start to at least sit Connor Nye up here. He's not actually up yet, but he's sitting up now as opposed to laying. Can't really see. They don't seem to be messing with anything in specific. I don't know if he maybe just has the wind knocked out of him or what's going on there, but there. I don't know. He was right in the middle of that whole big pile there. Yeah, that touchdown. Help him up now. He's going to walk off the field. So he seems to be okay. We'll see if he comes back out on offense here in a second. Uh, but he seems to be okay anyways now. He heads off the field. So after that, and again, Mason Carnes just scored on a three-yard touchdown run. Uh, three-yard touchdown run from... Mason Carnes, that made the score 36-14. There's 3.47 remaining in the fourth quarter here. And uh, West Central's going to come out and go for two here. See if they can take this to a 38-14 lead over Milledgeville. The normal formation here with Meldrum and Drossi in the backfield. Carnes under center. Make sure everybody's set. They're pitching it to Drossi to the left, and he's got lots of space 
to get into the two-point conversion is good. 38-14 is your score right now. Uh, 3.47 remaining in the fourth, and uh, West Central takes a 24-point uh, lead here against um, the Millsville Missile. Dad, we talked about them needing to get, like, one ahead. Yeah, and you know what I said? That was key. If they get that two-touchdown lead, then they would be in the driver's seat. And they're now up three with uh, less than four minutes left. So I think now it's just all all but over but the final score at this point. Yeah, well played game in the first half, but totally dominated by West Central in the second half. Yeah. You know, I said before, halftime or whatever, I mean, you know, you never know how kids are going to respond to different things because uh, even though we might forget it at times, these kids playing are anywhere from, what, 15 to 15 to 17, 18 years old. Like, these young kids here out here trying to figure out how to respond to adversity. And for uh, West Central, I think, Going in uh, with only with 22 points at halftime, uh, which is strange to say, but that was adversity for them. Like they hadn't met that before, and uh, they responded well to it here in the second half. They came out, uh, and what I, what I love about it is we talk a lot about Drosty and what he can do on offense, but what we saw for West Central is the first thing that made it play was the defense when they came out in the second half. Right, just a real quick count um West Central's run 30 plays in the second half, and Millersville's run 10. Oh, I think they're going to calm down. He lost it for a second. Yeah. They did another uh, basically onside kick there. That time was behind Nick Woods. That time he actually did kick the top of the ball, and it went end over end like it's supposed to. Uh, but it was covered by Millersville. And I believe we're going to see a different quarterback. Right, Nye has not come back out on the field. Oh, yeah, there. He's still down there on, on the sideline. I think we have, I think, six is number, nope. 35. 35. Bryce McKenna, Jr., he came in at quarterback. He's going to throw a pass in the first play. It's completed. Nice job there, Bryce McKenna. Nothing like coming in on your first play and throwing a pass completed to number 11, Bryce Odd. Bryce, is that his first name? I said that, and then, yeah, Bryce, I got it right. I said that and then second-guessed myself. Eight-yard game on that, second and two now, so nice job for the, the backup quarterback come in and complete a pass. So I imagine we're going to see all passing here. Four receivers. No empty backfield here. Bryce McKenna again in at quarterback. He's looking pass again. He's thrown deep this time. He's got him open. Oh, it's oh. just over his hand. Bryce on the intended receiver there. He was open again. What's that flag for? And, uh, man, it, it hit his hands, but it was just, just barely overthrown. Where's the? I didn't see that flag. Flag over here on this side at the 430-yard oh. line. That's going to have That's got to be, what, defensive holding or passing no, it something like that? I think uh, 14 for Milledgeville did something he shouldn't have done. Like a pick or something? Well, I'm not so sure it wasn't after the play kind of thing. Oh. Unsportsmanlike. Well, no referees do. consulting here. No, it was holding. Defensive oh, holding. It was defensive holding. That's going to be a first down. Okay. That's a big, big penalty there on West Central. 332 remaining in this fourth quarter. And we're going to go down now. We're going to see more passing. Millsville's ready to go. West Central trying to get their defense going. Still trying to set the sticks here. First and ten now. Oh, they're going to move it up even more. Yeah, 32-yard line. 
First and ten from the 32 for Milledgeville. Bryce McKinnon at quarterback. Again, the backup. He's thrown two passes so far. One was complete. One was just long. Screen to Cason Johnson. And well done there. Number nine, that's Landon Winters. We said his name a few times. Good job there. A screen pass. Well well executed screen pass, honestly. and uh, But well defended as well as Landon Winters makes a big defensive play. Second and ten now. McKenna rolls to his left. And that one's knocked down. Stepson with a big defensive play there. Getting a little pressure. Able to reach up and knock it out of the air. And uh, that comes down. And so... Just like that, we're at third and ten, so good defensive stop there again, incomplete pass. The clock stops, though, three oh five remaining. Thirty eight fourteen is the score. West Central's up and they are getting the play coming in now. Thirty five Bryce McKinnon in as the backup quarterback. We saw Connor Nye go down on that last defensive on the touchdown. He was in the bottom of a pile. He's still over on the sideline coming. He's standing up, he's hunched over, so not sure what's going on there, but that's the first catch for Johnson, their leading receiver on the year. Over 800 yards, that's his first catch today. Yeah. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Third and ten. Across the middle. Oh, it's overthrown. Micah Toms Smith was the intended receiver, and uh, he overthrew him a little bit. And, boy, I thought, was that Parker Meldrum or somebody? In, it's one of the West Central League players, 18. Who's 18? Colton Fletcher, though. He tried to pick it but couldn't. Instead of falls incomplete, it's fourth and ten now. Fourth and ten for the Heat. Under three minutes, or just at three minutes, I should say, to play in this fourth quarter. This would be a big play. If you can get this stop here, you can probably run out the clock. Big play here now. Three receivers again to the left, one to the right. Bryce McKenna at shotgun. He rolls to the right. He's getting wrapped up, gets out of it, keeps his feet, but throws it short, threw it into the ground. That's incomplete. And that's going to be a turnover on downs. The Heat defense come up big again here in the fourth quarter. And um, offense is going to come back out on the field, and all they got to do now is run the clock out. 2.55 remaining, 38-14, the Heat lead. All they got to do is run the clock out now. They move on to week three, the semis of this uh, 2000. 22 playoffs for the eight-man football. Yeah, they may need uh, they may need one first down. Yeah, I mean they got to run the clock out in order to get the clock to run it out without right. giving it back. Correct. But at this point, they've only been stopped once. Mm-hmm. There's a snap. It's going to be a pitch to the right to Drosty. Oh, he got a little bit of space. Makes one guy miss, and he gets knocked out of bounds. 52. Alex Chafee for the Milledgeville knocks Drosty out of bounds at around the 47-yard line, 15-yard gain, and uh, saved a touchdown there. Nice job by 52 to keep that from going any further. Boy, he's a assuming he's in the same spot. I think he's a the right defensive end, and he made that. He was the last guy to get him all the way here on this left side. First and ten for the Heat. 2.48 remaining. Hand off to Meldrum. Going to get a yard, two yards out of that. Man, yeah, two yards out of that. And out of the 49 now, second and eight for the Heat. 2.30 remaining. Clock continues to run. They're going to have to get one more probably first down. Right. 
to get this thing to go all the way to the end. I don't do you know, uh, does Mills have any timeouts left? Yeah, I feel like they probably have one or two. Yeah, I don't think they've used much. West Central has. There's Meldrum again. He's wrapped up at the line of scrimmage. Good job by the Millsville defense there. 54-46-59 all in on that. That's Dalton Adamick. Uh, Jacob, I apologize if I say this wrong, Pramin Shinkel. Man, 46, Spencer, nine in that. Yeah, Millersville's got all three timeouts, and they're not blowing. They're not spending them. So, yeah. minute 38 now. Third down. Carnes with a keeper, and he's going to get a first down, and that's going to do it, folks. We're going to be able to see a victory formation here, and that's going to run its course. That should all but finish this game. We're going to see West Central Heat one more week here in this playoffs. Get the change set, set one twenty-five remaining. 38-14 is the score in the fourth quarter. And well, that's exactly what we're going to see, a little victory formation. Mason Carnes going to take a knee. He's going to have to do it twice probably to get us down to the end. Just take a knee straight down. There he goes. There's one knee. One minute left. He's going to have to do it one more time here to get us to the end. It's a one-yard loss. Don't forget that. Yeah, I know. I hate to do that, but when you're, when you're trying to be as accurate as I am, you kind of have to do it. Technically, technically that's a, a, a run for a one-yard loss. When I saw the official move back a yard, I knew I had to do it. Well, down under 40 now. There's your last kneel, and that should take us down to the end, folks. That play clock should run us out. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing some hands shaking, some talking. 25 seconds left on the clock. That's going to do it, folks. The West Central Heat in week two of the eight-man playoffs. They take on the Millsville Missiles and win. 38-14 is going to be your final score here this afternoon. Congratulations to the West Central Heat who advance on to week three, which is the semifinals of this eight-man playoff football season. Uh, we will see if we can find out who they're playing. I haven't heard anything yet on that. But if you uh, stick around for a couple minutes and be back with the post-game show, we'll have Coach Kirby. Hopefully he'll come up here for another interview, and uh, we'll get you on there with him. Uh, but for now, we'll be right back with more Heat football on the post-game show. You're listening to West Central Heat Playoff Football on Sunday, 97.7 WMOI. Welcome back to Heat Football on the Lairs Collision Center post-game show. If you have collision damage repair, Call Lairs Collision Center, 734-1949. Lairs Collision Center, professional auto body repair services, drivers trust. Our final score here, week two of the uh, eight-man football playoffs, West Central Heat 38, the Millersville Missiles 14. West Central comes away with the W, heading on to um, the semis, week three of the playoffs here for the eight-man football a well-played game by both teams here tonight. The score uh, isn't quite as close as I think the game was. First half, obviously, was back and forth, and uh, West Central came out uh, just a little more focused and ready to go in the second half, it seemed like, and were able to pull away and stay there. Actually, um, they shut them out in the second half? Yeah. Right? The, the halftime score was 22-14, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah, so able to hold Millsville to no points in the second half. That's a big deal for the defense there. Uh, anyways, your final again, 38-14. Hopefully 
Uh, we should hopefully have uh, head coach Jason Kirby up here uh, for uh, an interview at some point. He's talking to the team right now. We'll get you that. But for now, uh, let's talk about the scoring recap. Let's okay. get, get what happened here in this game. All right. Uh, in the second half, it was all West Central. It scored once in the third period with 424 left. Uh, Seven-yard run by Drosty. The run extra point run was good. The score was 30 to 14. And then in the fourth period, um, at the 347 mark, a three-yard run by Carnes. The extra point run was good, and the final score 38 to 14. So only two touchdowns in the second half, both for West Central, and in a in a half that was totally dominated by them. Yeah, well done by. West Central there. That's your score and recap. Our final stats tonight are brought to you by Riverbank Fabrics. If you or someone you know likes to sew, get to Riverbank Fabrics in Oquawka. Riverbank Fabrics has a wonderful selection of fabric for your next project. Maybe you need a new Bernina sewing machine. Riverbank Fabrics has them. And be sure to check out the vault for extra special deals. Let's go heat and sew the victory from Riverbank Fabrics in Oquawka. Our final stats tonight. Uh, okay, for Milledgeville, uh, they finished the game 34 carries, 123 yards, and one touchdown, led by uh, the quarterback, Connor Nye, 19 carries, 106 yards. Colton Wilk, 14 carries for 71 yards. And Bryce Aid, 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 Aid? Odd. Odd? Odd. I'd get it eventually. <laughs> one carry for seven yards there in the second half. Uh, in the passing department, they finished uh, three for 12 for 27 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Uh, Connor Knight completed two of those for 19 yards, and then McKenna came in there late in the fourth quarter, completed one for eight. All three were caught by Bryce Odd. Uh, one was for the touchdown. Um, they had 15 plays in the second half for a total of 33 yards. That's it. It's domination by the defense from West Central. For West Central, they finished the game with 63 carries on the ground, 373 yards, and five touchdowns. They were led by Caden Drosty with 31 carries for 241 yards and four touchdowns. Mason Carnes had 16 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. Parker Meldrum, 17 carries for 68 yards. Uh, did not score. I really felt like he was going to break one there late in the game, but he did not. Uh, Mason Carnes um, was over one in the passing department. They didn't even attempt to pass in the second half. Um, West Central ran 35 plays in the second half for approximately 140, 150 yards. Those are your final stats here from uh, uh, the Heat versus the Missiles playoff game here. Again, the final score, West Central... 38 Milledgeville 14 on a on a very close game that uh, West Central came in the second half and did a good job of just taking care of business and uh, uh, taking control of that second half of this game and getting our final score set at 38 to 14. Yep, uh, we have Coach Kirby coming up here right now, so we're going to get to our post game uh, interview, which is brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC, Coach. First of all, congratulations on uh, making it another round here. Uh, at this point in the year, that's always the goal, right, to make one more week. <laughs> this we did talked about. It's interesting. We heard your pregame interview. You mentioned that the kids told you how they hadn't scored less than 40 points in the first half. And tonight was a night, uh, kind of a tale of two halves. The first half was back and forth. 
but what kind of adjustments did you make at halftime to see the difference in the second half that we saw? Because it was a, a different game in the second half. All right, so they, they were doing some quarterback run stuff that was really causing us trouble. Yeah. And what they were doing is they were taking Caden and, and moving him out of the box um, by what his responsibility was secondary-wise. Sure. So we recognized that, and we then we, we made an adjustment. Uh, that was, you know, an adjustment we had made during the course of the week, so we just adjusted back, got Caden back in the box. They couldn't adjust to that then. That was their game plan. Yeah. Once we did, then we were able to stop the quarterback run much better. Yeah. Well, Parker well, had a great hat second half. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He, he didn't play as well in the first half. His second half was off. Oh, yeah. Everybody played real great. Uh, one of the things that we talked about, you got to be proud of these kids because unlike last week, uh, where you saw a lot of big plays. We had some big plays tonight. But, boy, especially offensively, you guys just grounded out. I mean, it was a ground-and-pound game. You were getting two, three, five yards, a pop each one, and they just kept going. And every time you needed a two-yard first down, Mason Carnes said, all right, I got this, and would just push the pile. The linemen doing such a good job pushing the pile. Drossy following his blockers all. I mean, you just got to be proud of that offense. Uh, super proud of of all the five guys that put their hand in the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not we're not fooling anybody. Um, they had a pretty good idea what we were doing um, with our signals and our calls on offense. Um, our kids talked to me about that at halftime. The first drive, I came out, and we, we did a different signal set with that. They weren't prepared for that. We kind of had them. That's why we got down in school. Yeah. And then from that moment forward, we thought probably we could run the clock out if we got some first downs sure. to move. We thought our defense was in the right position because of what we did on the first drive. So we started to huddle, which we haven't done all year. We've never done it. We never <laughs> practiced that. Um, I just said, okay, let's huddle. Mason, come over here. We play, and we got a. Um, and you notice we got a, a late or a, a delay game because Mason was jacking around after the play <laughs> and uh, was was looking at the offense or talking to the offensive lineman instead of coming back over <laughs> and getting the play. We, we had a little come to Jesus about hey after <laughs> uh, after those plays you got to come over. But um, you know I, I can't say enough about all of our kids. What, I mean, who do you want to choose? Good gracious. The offense, the defense, you know, our, um, our, we had uh, Isaiah Stepson play great there on oh, the edge yeah. in the second half. Mason uh, did a great job in the second half. Parker played like an all-skater that he is. You know, getting Caden back in the box helped us. You know, they throw the ball all over the yard, and yet our coverage was awesome all day, and, and our corners did a great job with, with winners and uh, Fletch not letting them get deep. Yep. You know, there were a couple some big hits by those guys, too. You saw in a couple of plays, so, yeah. Uh, you mentioned this. You've already mentioned this possession, but how about coming out after halftime? You're only up, uh, basically a touchdown. It's been back and forth the whole game. It's looking like the last team to have the ball is going to win, and you come out in the second half, and your defense is on the field first, and they get four four plays stop right off the bat. I mean, what does that do for the rest of your team for that whole second half? I mean, we talk a lot about the offense and some of the explosiveness there. But the defense, if, if you ask me, really set that here the second half today. I agree completely. I, I think that we had a talk. Uh, all of our coaches had a, had a talk, especially uh, um, Coach Arnold, Coach Unruh, and, and Coach Williams and I, about what we wanted to do to begin the second half. And, and with that adjustment with Caden, we knew that that was going to help us in run support. Um, so we knew we wanted to kick <coughs> with the wind because we wanted to try and end it in the third quarter. And if they had the wind in the fourth quarter, it wasn't going to make a difference if we got out mm. the way we wanted to. And so one of the things was them playing against the wind. Because of that, we knew they had to run it. And because of that, we loaded the box in the third yeah. quarter. And then the fourth quarter, we just, you know, of course, we did a few things offensively in the third quarter that got us it, it right. to where we needed to be. 
but defensively what we did in the in the third quarter and especially on the first and second drive was what was what probably finished the game. Yeah, I think I forget Dad Dad's not on the microphone, but what how many offensive yards did you say they had? Millageville? Thirty three yards in the second half of offense for an eight man football. So I mean, you know, we talk about the defense, like they really really stepped it up in the second half. Well, uh, just a fun game to watch. It was a lot different than last week, of course. Uh, we wondered if that maybe was some of the, the, the best adversity they've seen, your kids had seen in that first half. And uh, you love to see the kids come out and respond the way they did in the second half. This has such great character. i got to be honest with you. Okay, so um, there's 39 seconds left. I called dump pass to Caden. I thought they would uh, suck in on Parker's fake. We probably didn't get as good a fake as what we wanted. And uh, they, they played Caden. Uh Mace threw a, a, a lollipop over the top six, didn't catch it. So we still have the ball, but it's a dead ball, and there's 39 seconds left. They've got two timeouts, and they can throw the ball over the yard. So I'm just cussing myself inside <laughs> my head saying, Jason, Kirby, what are you doing? They're going to get the ball back. So I'm like, okay, we'll run. Caden on a sweep over here to us. It takes four or five seconds off. They get the ball back with 30 seconds left. Okay, I can live with that. And he... he he got around uh, the first block, and then Parker came and leveled um, their their force player. And I just, I just go, I, I don't believe what I'm seeing. I mean, he's <laughs> running down the sideline, and I'm just like, that, that play might have just won us the game, and ultimately moves us on to get to play polo in semifinals. Yeah, uh, just a fun game, fun game all around. Uh, you, we talked a couple times about watching Drossy. He does such a good job of. Uh, watching his blockers and just waiting for that spot to pop open. Meldrum today running up the middle, doing everything he could, pulling piles, Mason Carnes. I mean, he just had, and then defensively, I mentioned guys making hits all over the place. Just a lot of kids making plays, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so you mentioned Polo. You've obviously heard more than we have. Polo beat Ridgewood today? Yeah, we, we heard uh, 38-2 or something like that. Oh, close game. Yeah, okay. So now you get to go to Polo the next week, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Have to go <laughs> to Polo. I really root for my buddy Elder to win. So. Yeah, I heard you guys and, and Coach Ridgewood or the coach from Ridgewood are close friends, so that'd have been fun to see. Thirty thirty six years since high school. Hmm. Oh, that, that would have been fun fun to do. So yeah. instead, you're going to Polo next week. I know you focus week to week, but you got any thoughts on them next week before we get you out of here? Oh, uh, we we've done some pre on them. Uh, you know, we watched them a couple times before the season because of common opponents. Um, have a pretty good idea what, what we need to do going forward. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, uh, uh, to see what their strengths are defensively and, and how we're going to try to exploit that. Um, but more than anything, as you saw right there, if we play defense, yeah, like like we then we got to share. You know, it's it's you know I I really get angry at you guys, but I mean I'm going to be the first <laughs> to say it. We we win the game, we get we got to go to turf. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. That's a big deal. It's, so the kids get, are shooting for. You get to go to the turf if you win this one. And it's basically another home game for you guys. So yeah. you come back after that at Mom's College. But obviously, like you just said, I mean, you got to do one, one week at a time, right? you got to win next week. So can't worry about the turf until you win one three. That's right. That's right. Well, Coach, uh, thanks for coming up here today. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Not sure. Uh, we're trying to figure out where we can get to go to Polo next week if we can. Uh, but we're following either way. We'll definitely be back the next week, assuming you get there. You tell uh, me what you need to get to Polo. I'd love to have you. All right. We'd love to be there, too. We just got to find the guys to go. So. <laughs>
I'll figure it out. But trust me, we want to be there, too. We, we, we want to support you guys. It's been fun to watch, and I uh, really appreciate it. So looking forward to it. Thanks for coming up. And, uh, man, get some rest this afternoon. And good luck next week in Polo. I'm going to go eat a bag of McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> there you go. Hey, well, you got to do what you got to do. Thanks a lot. I take Coach Kirby here for the West Central Heat after their uh, week two of the playoffs victory over the Millsville Missiles here, 38-14 to 14 again was your final. Uh, West Central Heat come out on top of your coach mentioned he had heard that Polo had had a Polo did beat Ridgewood in a close game, 38-32, maybe it sounded like. And so next week the Heat will travel to Polo uh, to play in the semis here for a chance to come back and play at Monmouth College for the state championship of the eight-man We We got through all of our stats here. We got our coach's interview. <laughs> Dad, we want to pick a player of the game today. Uh, we got a West Central player of the game we want to do. There's a lot of kids that made some plays today. Anybody stick out in your mind? You know, I think Parker Meldrum did a good yeah. job running. You know, he was he was a horse down the middle. You know, maybe two, three, five yards a shot, but uh, he ate up a lot of clock and and very confident with his ball carrying. And he played good defense today. He yeah. ran a lot of tackles. So I, you know, you can't you can't overlooked Drosty with, you know, 31 carries and 241 yards and four touchdowns. But we we know that's going to happen with him. That's just the way it is. Uh, but Parker did a great job today. They all did for the most part. But yeah, and you heard Coach mention that the one touchdown that uh, Drosty got was because of Mel Drummond and a right. big block he made. Of course, Parker also made that really nice athletic uh, interception there. That's first true. half. He that's picked true. it up and grabbed it and uh, played both ways. He's one of the few kids that plays both ways, so I, I, I can agree with that completely. All in all, just a good effort by the West Central kids. Uh, they came out second half, some adjustments made by the coaches coaches and the players, and, uh, man, they just shut down Milledgeville in the second half and able to come out again on top. 38-14, the West Central Heat win today. So that is your final here from the Victoria's Furniture.